0: What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with RealFansRealTalk.com. Bye, y'all.
1: Uh-huh. This is Real Fans Real Talk. Real Talk. We
0: Real. Talk. We got a special guest in the building. Uh, she's been the guest co-host before on the show. She's also internationally known and respected. Uh, I don't know if she get more respect overseas or right here in, in New York City. Um, but she is a very special guest. But hold on before before I introduce our, our guest, because I'm, I'm I got a whole lot of praise for this for this uh this woman here. Let me introduce my co-host, Eric Sanchez, aka Legend in two games. What's going on, man?
2: What's really good, bro? Listen, I don't take up too much time because I already see the questions coming in. They, they don't want to hear from me. We know who they came to see, man.
0: They 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 hear for 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 the lady that's uh, she I guess she's is she in the box, box underneath us or I don't know how y'all seeing it in, in, in the end of the you guys. All right, checking <laughs> sure. But we are talking about an MVP right here. We are talking about a multiple time champion. I can't even count how many. If you add the championships up between overseas and right here, um, in New York City, you might have had like twenty uh, championships in the past three years. Um, from all your respective teams that that you won, you just finished uh, winning another championship. With uh, about a week ago, you guys you guys uh, won a championship. Um, my my favorite uh, female basketball player, Nikki Avery. How are you?
1: Hello, guys. Hey, Aunt. Hey, Eric. So I'm good. You know, I'm just enjoying everything that's coming and. It's been a pleasure, you know, the whole journey and just to see the transition of myself uh, from stop playing overseas last year is my first winter being home. And then this, you know, now I'm home permanently and it's been a transition. It's it's been a journey a bit, but I think it went smoothly. I kind of got right into my stuff and I'm just happy to be here, you know.
0: Definitely, we're glad to to uh, to have you back with us. Um, you know, we the, the the fans have been asking us to bring on some of the, the female hoopers that we know for the past couple of weeks. And since your name came up a, a couple of times on the show from different guests, as uh as one of the top uh, female ballers in New York City, and since we already have a personal relationship with you, it only made sense that we that we brought you back. Um, on the program so let's just let's just go right back to the most recent championship um, that 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 you won you pretty much run New York City summer summer basketball you've been doing that for the past couple of years but talk to talk to us about this last chip the most recent one
1: okay so um, I play for a team called No Limit and we are stacked, fully stacked. We have like a conglomerate of about 25 girls, to be honest. And so we make two or three teams sometimes. So my team's last win was at Dykeman, I mean, it was at Rucker Park and it was a huge win and everything. Um, the last game that I played in that I was part of the championship team, cause sometimes we switch players for teams uh, was Gersh championship and it was super dope. Um, the vibe in at Gersh Park is always is high and it's, it's it's dope vibes and so you know me and renee taylor and the whole backcourt and uh big love and mo and Mani and everybody that plays with us nadia you know we always come out every day ready to go hard and we love each other so we play together and it's really hard to beat us with our iq so we kind of like uh give a lot of teams a run for their money you know we, we know Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bolster sound like, you know, but it's like, we've been doing it for a while now. So it's like, you know, we're like, we're kind of like used to it in the sense of, you know, we we don't expect anything less from us, you know, being a team that, that has been winning continuously and it's not only just like the main players sometimes we put teams together and we're not even included in those teams and we still win so that's that's good to show you know our leadership and how we're like passing everything down and the girls are picking things up and they're coming out strong with the same mentality and which is you know give it your all and work together that's big for us it's like us working together knowing our strengths knowing our roles and everybody playing their part. So a lot of our youngins are filling the slots in, and they're doing exactly what we've been doing. So it's been working out for us.
2: Let's uh, we don't want to go too long before we get to these questions, cause sometimes yeah. you know the the supporters they go crazy. Let's let's throw Wayne's question up there right now. Um, I don't know why why it's not coming up. Hold up.
1: Uh, hey who introduced you to?
2: Did you see it up there? I
1: only said quick, and then it went off. I Hold couldn't try to put the that basketball All in hands. Right. Oh, I'd say, hey, Wayne, thanks for your question. I'd say my brother, you know, I, I was, my brother's a year and a half older than me and I live in Washington Projects, you know, even growing up. And so I would go outside every day with my brother and follow him around. So, you know, of course we started at Cherry Tree Park, which is in Washington Projects. And then we tra- traveled to um, Franklin Plaza, which is just a couple of blocks down. So I really was raised there, playing against all of, all of, the, all of the guys at Franklin Plaza. And over the years I just got tougher, you know. I I just knew I was a shooter. They had confidence in me. They would pick me up first or second, you know, when they were choosing teams. And uh yeah, that's how the ball got put in my hands there, for sure. I was six or seven and it was my brother, I would say.
0: Let me let me ask you this, because you you and Renee are recognized as the best backcourt in New York City basketball. Talk to me about 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 that chemistry and how you guys came so the notoriety that you guys have been getting as the best backcourt in New York City basketball.
1: Yeah, so Renee, first of all, Renee is like Allen Iverson, right? That female AI, you know. And so it's a blessing to play with her, to learn from her, and to like grow with her, and to see the smaller people win. You know and that's a struggle that we both ha- both have to overcome our whole careers it's like everybody thinks we're so small and we can't do certain things but then when we play we play with big heart and we and we play huge so um I, I commend her, you know, because she she's like a different type of guard than me. You know, we both have the same tenacity, and we both can shoot. We both can dribble. We can do different things, you know. Uh, she's like a sh- straight-to-the-basket, more of a, like, aggressive-type player. You know, I'm more of a shooter, finesse-type, you know, vibe. So it's like when we get together, we know exactly how to complement each other. And it's like there's really it's really hard stopping us being being t- on the same page. And uh, I, I just love it, yo. I love it. You know, whenever they try to double – her, it's like she knows she has me there to help her get the ball up the court or do whatever it is that needs to be done, lead the team, and vice versa. So it's really hard for them to put all of their energy into just focusing on one of us, you know. And so I, I love it, you know. That's we, we I know since we were like 15. We went to this uh, different high schools, but we played against each other, so that's how we all met, you know, riding the train uptown me, her, Shannon Bobbitt, Mikel Robinson, Ava Thomas. We all were in the same you know, class. And so, uh me and her especially, we played against each other. She went to Scanlon, I went to St. Raymond's. So we first were playing against each other, we were like rivals, you know? And then uh from there, like as it grew, like the end of our senior years and in college, we got really close and we just kept on being support systems for each other, you know, being the same size and being in the same field. And then, you know, after college, everything just grew from there, being overseas, and that became like my best friend, my backcourt partner. And so it's really easy when we play, you know, it's not like when I go overseas or go play for different teams, I don't really know the person I'm playing with. And it makes it more difficult for the chemistry to, to flow so easily. But you know, with her, it's easy because I can express things to her. She can express things to me. And then we're both high IQ players. So some things don't even need to be said, you know, it's just, we just roll with the punches. And uh, yeah, it's dope. Even though we're small, we're like a tough tandem, you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Hey, Nikki, I want to ask you, because I know you have a lot of years of experience playing overseas. How would you compare uh, or or describe the differences between playing overseas and playing ball in New York?
1: Oh, well, of course, overseas is a little bit more organized for sure, as far as like playing pickup basketball or or street ball. Um, You know, they really like, am I still on here?
0: Yeah, you're good to go. We just okay, to yeah. the you
1: guys disappeared, okay? <laughs> yeah. So but it's really it's really the same concept, you know, when it comes to basketball. But overseas they're a little bit more stuck with the plays and like, you know, the offense and everything moving really fast. Not one person holding the ball for so long, doing like clear routes and stuff. They really not into that so much you know they want you to make a play they consider the guard to be like a playmaker. that's what they call them and so they want them to make plays for everybody else you know not so much making a play for themselves all the time even though we do that you know but i think the street ball game is more so like okay we could go one-on-one for four plays in a row you know we can do things that are kind of like against the game the 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 more organized game Mm -hmm. and uh that's a big difference right there but you know, basketball is basketball every way. I would say that in Europe they are very crafty and they have a good touch around the rim. So, like, different finishes with, like, reverse layups and, like, one-step layups, stuff like that. You know, Euro, obviously, they, they like, practice that all day. Like, their practices consist of giving at least 20 minutes a day, putting into just making those different mic and drill layups different you know finished touches the and you can beat it game. yeah over finesse you can see it in their game when they play even like the nba player you can see it you know what i mean they kind of like real t- around the rim they good they gonna. they know how to finesse it so but you know i think in new york and we're way more flashy way more aggressive way more filled. you know and we we know how to battle it out you know we're we gonna talk we're gonna, we gonna get into it so it's a nice blend if you bring them together you know but Overall, is, you know basketball is basketball, kinda you
0: know. All right, let me go to baller Scoops' question. He wants to know if you played on any AAU teams coming up, uh, any titles or memorable
1: battles in the AAU circuit. Yeah, so I played for New Heights, which used to be the Warriors, right? So the yeah. Warriors it should be it used to be called the Warriors, and now this is just New Heights, and. Um, uh you know i was really young at first i played for the Indy city stingers which was a local team downtown by like carmine and westworth and it was basically uh, a group of us and one of the parents of the girls was the main coach brenda stewart so she was dope you know she would take us on trips and it was like a family thing you know we were all close carmen guzman me milana uh like shawnee sted like so many dope players jasmine and uh carlina so many girls and then from there like i said i went to new heights and i got involved with like jessica laplana and all everybody from there and uh i also played a little bit with gauchos a little bit with exodus a little bit with riverside you know i was kind of like moved around a little bit people wanted like my jump shot they were like come play with me here come play with me here so you know if, if my team wasn't in it and we weren't part of that tournament or something i would kind of play with other player teams as well as long as my yeah. coach said it was cool and so, uh, yeah, those are some of the teams I played for. Uh, any titles or memorial battles in AAU circuit? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything memorable. Uh, memorable. Um, let me think. Not really. I mean, you know, playing against somebody like Shannon Bobbitt was always like, okay, we had to buckle down. You know, <laughs> thank God she was on my team in high school. You know, but um, certain players, you know, where they got the handle or whatever it is, you know, you had to pay more attention to for sure, and just make sure you were ready defensively, uh, especially playing outside. So
0: you you, you mentioned your jump shot and and, and and you being wanted for your jump shot uh, was t- uh, two summers ago to open up Rucker. You hit a game-winning three-pointer um, to really kind of kind of set the summer off, and then everything kind of went crazy after that because then y'all, y'all won chip after chip after chip.
1: Yeah, that was crazy, and it's so crazy because, like, the other day at, at Queen Dome, I think it was last night, actually, it was the same play. So, basically, to, I don't know how much they were down, but in our case, we were down, too. We were down two, and we drew up a play. Renee Taylor, my backcourt partner, <laughs> drew up a play. And she's drawn up the play as we're in the timeout, and we're all standing on the court. So it's like the other team can see the play. We're all beginning position. She's putting everybody in position. To get you stand here. You two guys screen down a staggered screen for me to basically come up towards the ball on the sideline inbound so I could just catch it, turn, and shoot. You know that It was like one second on the clock. It was the best thing we could do and no lie i literally just saw the same play happen last night at Queendom. the crazy. guy they were down whatever they were down and he runs off of the staggered screen comes right up they had a switch issue on defense the other two, the other team came across he got the inbound no dribble no nothing catch turn shot cash so they still same watching his tapes about, yeah I was like, <laughs> he's watching my tapes he trying he try <laughs> to close the summer off with my moves <laughs>
0: That's crazy.
1: So it was that it was so real. Like I, I enjoyed that day so much. Um yeah, so I came off. It was on the right side. Uh on the right side that they took the inbound out, and I ran towards the ball and I caught it. And as soon as I caught it, I just turned and shot it, and it just felt good. The announcers, Rel, Rel was the same announcer for mm-hmm. Queen Dome. So we might he gotta be our last second shot everywhere. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> he all our tournaments. <laughs> you got
0: y'all
1: you coming. Shout out to Harlem, right? Yeah. So uh yeah so i made it off the backboard it was epic i mean we had different camera angles we had the official cameras there and even nike was around they were doing like a little thing on me and so there was a lot it was just turned up the rocker park was turned up it was beautiful
0: Thanks. i got uh Kyrie thompson he wants to know in high school in new york did you make any all area or all state teams and did you win any state titles
1: i was uh mentioned uh, no, mentioned and then in i was bronx player of the year my senior year so that would have been 2004. I was Bronx player of the year. Um, and I went to play, you know, in the championships and stuff like that. But I won, a, I won a PSAL championship at the Garden with Murray Bertram my freshman year. So I went to Murray Bertram my freshman year. Of course, I played in like, you know, the, the regular season games. We were smoking teams everywhere, right and left, like this. Ah, smack, 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 easy. You know, you seen what Piff did, 100 whatever points a couple mm-hmm. times, but I wasn't there during her ever, but that's the, you know, the competition level at that time, you know, where we were playing with Murray Bertram. So I had some greats above me, like Cindy Gonzalez, uh, Robin, Woolridge, uh, Afia Cuff, like big girls, you know, they was, they was all gunners at that time. And um, so I was a freshman, so I didn't play as much at the Garden. I didn't play as much, but I was there and I was happy to be there, you know, being a freshman and looking up to the seniors who were there killing all year for all their four years. So, um, yeah, so I won a title my freshman year with Mary Bertram at the PSAL Championship in the Garden. And then I also won Bronx Play of the Year. We won the Bronx Championship when I played for John F. Kennedy my senior year of high school. And my two in between years, I was in Saint Rays, which is a Catholic school division. Uh, we didn't make it to like state or anything like that.
0: I, I, I'd say things still worked out because you still had a little feature in the New York City uh, point guards uh, documentary yes. that, that came yeah. out uh, was a couple of months ago now. Um, talk to us a, a, about that and, and what did that mean to you as one of the the best female point guards out there to be to be on that documentary with so many great great uh new york city legendary point guards
1: yeah you know it's a great honor you know i feel humbled to be part of it i mean there's so many key players that make this this basketball thing go and they're important in our legacy and of course everybody wasn't named so it like makes me you know of course i feel honored in the sense that i was thought about and named but also you know i want to give love and respect to all of those who as well should be mentioned, you know, because there's so many big players here in New York City that have like stamped, they've been stamped and they're verified and like Crystal Bellinger, you know, Nakia, like, you know, Slinky and like some big guards, Marita Reed, you know, Carmen Guzman. And so those are just to name a few, Nastasia, And it's like, we were all at the same level. And like, you know, as far as our game and what we wanted to bring to the table. And so Just you know, I wanna get showed them love too at this moment. But um yeah, it was it was that was dope being in that. I mean, I could show my kids that. That's there Mm -hmm. forever. You know, it's like I'm in I'm in the video, I'm only doing a couple dribbles and hanging out a little bit. But, you know, the fact that they thought about me to mention me is a blessing. And not for nothing, you know, I've been an underdog my whole life. You know, people always I, I was I was overlooked. I wasn't really in the circuit like that with like Let's say Shannon Bobbitt, and like Renee Taylor, and everybody at that young age, in middle school. I was like, who are these girls? You know, I thought I was the only one playing ball in my neighborhood. And then yeah. I finally really got into the into the little network, and I was just like, wow, there's a lot going on. You know, like these girls are big. People were already supporting them. People know about them. The recruiting was already happening. People were helping. You know, get them nice and put them on certain in certain positions. And so I, I've been an underdog. I kind of was late to the party. And so I'm thankful that at least now, at least I'm here with everybody.
0: Facts. Um, go to, to
1: Lene's question. You ever going to take it?
2: No, nah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, bring Lene's question up. Um, uh,
1: who was the first person to bust your ass on the court, meaning they just went to work room? <laughs> It'd be like
2: that sometimes,
1: yeah. I know, I don't know. See, see, I don't see girls, don't, don't be dogs like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like girl, I, I mean, I, okay, I'm not going to say that because girls are dogs, but like <laughs> growing up, no, we can be dogs, but like growing up and everything wasn't nobody that was really like, oh, they just going to go at me or game or something like that. Or, you know what I mean? Somebody might score me a play or two. And then it's like, you know, especially and especially like when I was in my prom, like really playing D, or like, you yeah. know, really. Uh, on it. Yeah, like now I take plays off here so, and there. You know. You,
2: you, you so get you get your LeBron on right now.
0: You take you only play yeah, one yeah, fourth, you gotta,
2: fourth you, you gotta preserve you gotta you gotta yeah, you gotta preserve your energy. You know what I'm saying? But let's rephrase it then. Who was who was the first person you played that really you was like, yo, she's a problem? Let
1: me think. Of course, Renee, Shannon, uh Stas. Nastasia Book, Book Up, I, I I'm wrong, not her name, last name, but <laughs> Nastasia, she's from Brooklyn, lit. Um, I don't know, Crystal Bellinger. Okay. You know, but honestly, it wasn't really nobody that really put, you know what I'm saying? I have always been smart. Like I don't know how to I don't know what to say. Like I know how to use my teammates, I know how to move around and know how to like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's just gonna go crazy on me. What they gonna do, ISO all game. You know what I'm saying? Like they would have to right. ISO the whole game in order to really just put me in the basket or put, go to work on me and if not for nothing I'm gonna call for how I'm gonna be like yo come over like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like oh we're not doing that like yo we got to, like off the screen they start roll, getting we hot. Gotta, we need help. yeah, yeah hell yeah Fuck, forget that yeah, <laughs> we trying to we trying to stop we try to get the ball back we got that's that's what makes me like that's what my coaches love me sometimes yeah. you know what I mean because I know how to get the shit done even when it's not you know even if i'm like undersized or even if i'm not as fast or not as good defensively or whatever it is i know how to, i understand what's the purpose like you yeah. know i could help us talk us through it like are we could stay here like basically it's,
0: it's a reason why, why they say you you are one of the top point guards in the city still
1: yeah that's the reason <laughs> that's the reason because i really ain't running around all crazy like before you know
0: <laughs>
2: you
1: it, i know the game I though for real i know the game
2: Let's bring up uh Drunk. Drunk is a character in itself, but his questions Which always hit he got right three? here.
0: Which, okay.
2: He got a couple, we got a couple right here. Shout out to Drunk, who always we supporting?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. When you, the paycheck these, <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen, you know? Some countries are, are way more um, professional and they have everything lined up. As soon as you get there, you have your apartment, your car, whatever it is that was promised in contract you have your meal plan, you get your money on time, there's no issues whatsoever. But then you have cases where, you know, things are just, you could tell they're still hustling to make things happen. Like, okay, we'll have the thing in one week, we'll have your apartment ready. Okay, in one week we'll have the internet working. Okay, in one week we'll have, you know, we'll give you the money or, you know, it's just like, it's a little bit slow, but, you know, that's that that's what comes with the job. You know, at this point, we kind of understand that, and we just work through it and try to balance it out, you know, so that it doesn't hurt us as much, but we're still patient. At least that's how I tried to handle it.
0: What was the toughest now, part about – I'm sorry, Eric. What was the no, no, part, go ahead. Trip. I'm going to go after it, guys. Yeah. What was the toughest part for you um, about going overseas to play? Because it can be a big culture shock leaving the United States and then you go into to countries that you've never played in before. Um, so what was that? What was that like?
1: I mean, of course, it's nervous at first. You really have no clue. I mean, you're just like, okay, you're going on a new team, a new area. Like, what is the basketball like? Like, are the coaches going to like me? Are the team, the girls going to like me? Do I fit the style? You know, there's so many questions that arise, but um, you know, you go there, you just have to be brave. You know, we have to be brave. Sometimes we go into uh, unknown territory and uh, coming off the plane is just like, okay, you just get ready for anything. And then you can see kind of like how the lifestyles are different. You know, there's a whole bunch of like those scooter vans, the scooter bikes everywhere. You know, one of my teams, when I first arrived, this was my first year, like they picked me up in a scooter. You know, so I just had to like get on the back of the scooter and like, wow, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's crazy a little bit. (laughs) So it's like a couple of times I was riding around with the scooter with with like the manager or somebody. And, you know, that's normal. That was normal for them. So I kind of just adapt and I learned like how to go shopping at the supermarkets because you don't notice it. But like everything, all their products are in their language, whatever country you're in. So you go try to buy some. Of course, you can notice things. Like, okay, I noticed those are baby wipes, you know, but like, what are, what are they saying, you know? (laughs) Well, Uh I have no clue what, what is in there or what's, what kind or like, okay, is this meat, is this chicken, is this pork? So I kind of like have to look at the pictures on the things and just figure it out. Like, if I see the pig, I know it's pork and beef, you know, stuff like that. So little things like that, I kind of just had to adapt to. And so it wasn't as difficult as, you know, I would think, but you have to adapt, you know.
2: Now, with with all your years of experience overseas, and I'm sure it can be very scary um, as a woman traveling to these different places, had, have you ever seen something like what took place with Brittany Griner, you know, where being being held there in Russia and then obviously having to go through the whole legal system there? H- had you ever seen something like that before?
1: No, I hadn't seen anything like that before. I mean, I've heard of some things happening, maybe somebody getting arrested for the night like because it was like a brawl or something like that but that's it at the very most you know it's like a one night thing you you know you get to go but you know i think that was just the timing of of what was going on in the world and i i don't know it might have been a personal event that i have no clue like why it was taken so seriously you know especially yeah. then because I, I would assume this is just me assuming is that that's not the first time that she's carried things over there yeah you i know? doubt
0: that i'm sure she's done it before cause... i would
1: assume that yeah she's been playing over there for a few years already she makes great money she's a high uh, status person so i wouldn't i would assume that that was something she commonly does you know so i don't know what changed it or what factors you know led th- them to do go that hard but I'm sure it was the whole politics and everything that was happening, you know, in the world and everything. So. Got you. Um, school poop, I've never experienced anything like that,
0: though. Shout out to school, school Poop. School Poop says, when it was time for college, what schools did you narrow it down to? And why did you pick the college that you picked?
1: Okay, so when it was down to narrow down to college, I wish so much that I, like, had more guidance and stuff. Because I had, maybe I had some, I had, all my offers were Division One, you know, they were kind of mid-majors. And um, Wolford, a school called Wolford in South Carolina, which was, I actually knew who the coach was going to be or something. They wanted me to come on a visit. Uh, they were Division One, but also um, East, uh, with University of Texas at El Paso, they were recruiting me, UTEP. So what happened was I had kind of like told Wolford, yeah, I would come to visit, but I already had UTEP's visit set up first, so I went to UTEP first, and UTEP was so amazing, I mean, coming down, like, first of all, it's all the way in Texas, it was like a seven, eight hour flight, it's me leaving New York on my own, getting on the plane, traveling for seven hours, and then as I'm coming off of the flight, you know, you get on the escalator to come down to, like, see the people once you're exiting, the coach is standing there with my face on his shirt, in their team uniform. So I like, I had a UTEP uniform, this is like 12, 15, 20 years ago, you know? I know it sounds crazy, but it was a long time ago. So it's like, they photoshopped me on the shirt. I was just like, oh shoot, what the hell is going on here? You know, it was just, I just felt so happy and excited that somebody was doing that for me. I was just like, wow. And those little things just took me, you know, they like showed, they present, they presented everything to me so nicely. Like they took me to different little events. Then when they brought me to my hotel, my hotel was filled with the same thing, like a big cake with my face on it saying like, please welcome to UTEP or like, you know, just little things. So I was, I was what, 18 year old kid. I was so happy. I was just like, wow, I've never had anything like that. They really want me, you know? So I, I was just so excited that after that visit, I like verbally committed to them. Yeah. So I didn't even go on my roof for the other <laughs> visit because I, I already verbally committed, you know, and yeah. I was like, I'm going there. Like, that's it. I don't need nothing else. Yeah. But, you know, if I knew better, I think I would have definitely at least seen all of my options more. I kind of like cl- cut everything at that point. Yeah. So I ended up going to UTEP my freshman year. And, I, you know, we had a pretty successful year there. It was a huge campus. The football program is huge. The campus is beautiful. I think that's what it was. It was just such a big campus, such a big school. You know, Penny Hardway went there. Mm-hmm. And it, it just I just was like, okay, this is the place for me, you know. And I I saw how much they loved me and stuff. And that was what I did, you know. But like I said, I, I would have narrowed it down. I would have at least taken my time and went to all of my visits. You know, I don't think that was the right choice on my behalf.
0: So I want to take Drunk's question because he 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 was watching your, your tapes. He said he watched your Greece playoff highlights from 2015. That jump shot is nice. They need you to do some mocap for 2K they want you on the game they want you in. oh i would love to be
1: on the game what and then after my game i just transform and (laughs) get into my baddie mode (laughs) (laughs) you know i would love to i I a cheer for myself then i go play
0: (laughs) no that would be lit if i if i see you on on 2k i go crazy that that would be so dope that
1: That would be a dream come true honestly i'm telling you i would be super just honored because like i said i've been an underdog you know a lot of this stuff like even the WNBA as a little girl I didn't think that I didn't I didn't really think about that you know I didn't yeah. understand the game I didn't understand you know I I looked at the game as a tool to get me out of, to college you know I was just like okay I'm going to get to college I'm going to I always had ambition and goals but yeah. I really didn't know the market I really didn't know you know what i mean all, all of the ins and outs and so i i, I feel like i was behind and, and i feel humbled that i would even be at that level that they would you know crush me but my game and my my talent and my stuff is valid you know so yeah
0: but the, the, i guess the business of of basketball um you know we don't always know the business of it but Yeah, talent can definitely. My mom
1: is Greek. My dad didn't know. My dad is a musician. You know, they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just us. Like, we know what was going on. Like, you learn from, you know what I mean? People tell you. They put you on. But nobody in my family was in that field. Nobody in my family was around that. You know, they were foreigners. They weren't even from the country. So it's like my dad was from Massachusetts. He's a musician. He wasn't into any of that. He didn't know, you know. So it it is just by God's doing and by me just being in my environment and like getting close to the people that was in the environment that kind of like led me to have an opportunity yeah. to be associated with the environment you know what i'm saying but i held my own i always was about my business i you know what i'm saying i was always doing my thing working out you know being where i had to be and i had ambition i've always had ambition and i wanted to be better every day like you see people see me in the gym when i'm working out they can't believe it they like this girl is a machine yeah you know like it's compared to like kobe bryant mentality you know I'm, I'm not gonna leave till i hit a certain amount i'm not gonna leave till i feel good and i'm like that all throughout up till now like i was in poland two years ago that was my last contract mm-hmm. i would be in the gym before the team before the girls like days off i've been shooting for two hours i got the gun up the boys are coming in they're like this girl has to leave when is she gonna leave the gym you know
0: Mamba <laughs> mentality I,
1: you had the Mamba mentality yeah, mama mentality because I just want to make sure I can hit shots when I'm tired, you know, and I not not for nothing. It's like it's therapy for me. You know, I like being in the gym. I like I have my music on, I'm making my moves, I'm feeling good, I'm perfecting each move. Now I'm hitting them continuously in a row and it just makes me feel good. You know, this is what I'm here for and I just wanna and keep on evolving and everything.
0: I'm gonna take Pooh's questions. I like this question. I was gonna say,
2: yeah, that's I think that's a perfect segue. Uh,
0: 1996 USA women's team was the woman's dream team to some degree, uh, with Cheryl Swoops, Lisa Leslie, Teresa Edwards, Dawn Staley. Was that team inspirational at all in your youth?
1: I think not in my youth because I think I was too young to understand. Like I told you, I wasn't. It, it wasn't something that was on in my household. We were, you know, the games and stuff. It just was my environment, you know? I, I can't say, like I'm a child, you know? I didn't know what was happening at that time. You know, My mom wouldn't put it on, I didn't know. I wasn't really, you know, involved. Like I said, as a youth, but as I got older and I was able to browse and see things and really understand, you know, what was happening. Like, if you look back and you understand what was happening with the Dream Team and how inspirational and impactful they've been as women to do the things that have been happening. I mean, it's like, you know, I was seeing history happen right in your face, like legendary history. So um, at this point, yeah, it's very inspirational to me uh, because those are all top dogs. I mean, look at Dawn Staley now. She's like Mm -hmm. the highest paid coach. I mean, right? Yep, absolutely. I believe she's like the highest paid coach. I mean, Teresa Weatherspoon is about to pick up a big coaching job too now, I heard. You know, she's legendary. Everybody knows her all over new york cheryl swoops is not enough you could say about her i mean yeah. she was like the dog of dogs right that's that's how we see her even with her sneaker and everything that she has and like lisa leslie we all knew of her being the big man for years like it was lisa leslie and rebecca lobo those are only two i kind of would hear about constantly yeah but mainly lisa leslie you know <clears throat> so um yeah. i mean these girls yeah they're awesome
2: as, as you transition away from playing, is coaching in your future?
1: I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm definitely a good coach because I've like had some experience with some of the girls, at least a good motivational person like IQ. And I like can give them hints and stuff. Uh, is, is it was in my future. I'm not going to say no, you know, because I, I do love it. But um, I, I kind of want to get into so much more in entertainment and, and hosting interview and influencer work, uh, actress work, you know, just on screen entertainment things. I think that's where I kind of really, really want to dive in. But I'm not closing the door to coaching because I'm really good at it and I feel like it's part of my give back. So you,
0: You're good at a lot of things. You got a couple of talents outside of basketball, yeah. music being one of them. But um, I'm gonna go to Janetta Johnson's question because she wants to know. She says, "Girlfriend, tell me how you got into modeling. Do you remember your first modeling gig?"
1: Wow. Okay, I remember I did something maybe like in high school. It was from with Slam Magazine. Might have been my first year out, or it might have been my first year out of, my year out of co- sorry, my first year out of college. Somewhere around then, but I've always been like my mom was always like, "You need to do." you know, pictures. You need to do pictures and this and that. So I was always wanting to take pictures. I just fell in love with the camera really young, like 14, 13, 12. Every time pictures around here, you know, posing. At first it starts that way. And then as you start to learn and you like your postures and your things can change and you know I, I fell in love with it the, the way that people viewed me the way i viewed myself and just the dynamic part of it where i could change up my looks you know i can have my hair up in the bun i can be sexy i could be i could be a little boyish boy tomboyish you know i could put my hair down and, and i fell in love with that part you know just changing the image the thought I, I fell in love with the thought that the basketball player doesn't have to be rough yeah you know that's that's what i fell in love with when it comes to modeling it's like okay, you're not just modeling, you're not just a regular girl modeling, you're a basketball player modeling. And so that was my, that became my purpose after a while. It's like, okay, Nick, you're gonna open these doors more. Cause I'm pretty sure women were trying to do that as well, but you're gonna open these doors more and it'll attract more young girls who are like girly girls. Or maybe their parents want them to be more girly and not so rough, you know? And so I always wanted to be the like, the image for that, you know, the face for that, because I take that to heart. You know, what I mean, not that you not to you could be rough, you could not be rough, you could be whatever you want, you know. But I just didn't want it to have a stigma on sports that oh, if you play sports, you have to be boy. You know, I don't want to <laughs> have that stigma. No, because that sometimes that comes with it. It is like you know, some girls they yeah. might feel intimidated. Well, I don't want to be, you know, I want, you know, it, I've heard the girls, you know. You think about you think about careers. You think about stuff. It's like people are usually the same, you know, in a sense, yeah. with the way that they carry themselves and stuff. And so, anyway, I just thought you know I, I really enjoyed that uh, my modeling representing the woman in a different light, where they were fierce and you know pretty and sexy or whatever.
0: I, I definitely definitely understand. Um, Dion Hoops page. He wants to talk about some of the other talents. When did you get into rap in terms of your rapping? Who were some of your rap idols coming
1: up that inspired you? Oh, man. Jay-Z, Eminem, Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, Mace, Diddy, Cameron. Like that whole era right there, Fab, when he started coming in. That whole ever, Jada, they were like, I was singing every word. I, mean, I everywhere. I just love the music. Uh, they would it would inspire me to play my games just to get up in the morning, just to, you know, blast the music. And I think I, I started to make songs and play around with it in middle school with like a couple of my friends. We were like, if you want to touch me, they touch me. We were like so fast. I don't know why we were singing all of this stuff. But we were like making songs. It was a group of us, and we were like making these like, you know. Old girly, uh, romantic type songs and I, 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 you know, I fell in love with it and like Left Eye and TLC and just the whole girl swag. And, uh, but I didn't really start writing until I started going overseas. I think that's when I had the most time to just be on my own and really get my mind right and put my thoughts down on paper. And so when I went overseas, that's when I had so much time. I just would start really rapping. And I started to change my cadence, understand how to hold my breaths, understand how to rhyme, you know, different parts of the sentence. And I'm still learning, you know. Uh, But, yeah, those are are definitely some of my idols. Jay-Z is my top. uh, And now, of course, it's changed. You know, there's more people added, like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. You know, there's so many new people that I love.
2: Who, who would be your dream collab on the track
1: my dream collab mm. i mean jay-z i mean i wouldn't ask for nobody with jay <laughs> now it's not that i would ask for nobody but jay but of course I, to be on the track with jay is like
0: i mean anybody you get on the track with whole. i mean that's, that's my
1: guy yeah. i mean not even mentioning what you know what i'm saying what who he is and what it would mean you know for my career but I don't know, I like it, I like, I like his style, you know what I'm saying, I always like this style, I like what he talk about, I feel like he always talks about, you know, both sides, you know yeah. what I'm saying, he just, t- he tells you what it is, He's not really forcing you to do that, or like, judging you, he just tells you what it is. You never he get any complaints from... from me
0: and Eric on, on, on the Jay-Z collab, you're not gonna get no complaints from us.
1: Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> Jay-Z's my guy, um and uh who else yeah so i would love that of course the cardi nikki like any of those two top right there even Remy ma not even not to even say even Remy ma you know like those are the hardest the the girls you know besides bro cam and foxy they're a little older now and i'm not you know but i gotta
0: i gotta got say this too because that you know because I they don't know this but i actually you know i had to put part and nikki's career i had a little bit of history with nikki as well because i actually directed uh my oh, first, yeah. first music video so just so y'all know you know i've been outside yeah, right. Yeah, that's
1: right you know it's crazy i saw some of those clips like a little while ago i was going through my phone and i saw it i was like wow we was outside we had a whole bunch of people yeah, we yeah, was it was, was a on lot Myr- of it was myrtle yeah we did the video on myrtle in brooklyn uh, it's like, you know, so my family's out there and it was like stacked. I mean, but I think it was a decent amount of people, you know, we had a good time. My song was, was called Painting. Yeah, it was cool. It was he called Painting. Yeah, I sat I was sitting on top of the rim. You know, mm-hmm. I sat on top of the rim. I did my verse on top of the rim and
0: it was lit. we had, was, we, had we had a good day.
1: It was scary. I ain't gonna lie. That rim uh, the hoops is another thing sitting up there because you don't realize it but there's nothing holding you on the sides yeah so you have to just sit straight up and put your you got to pin your back to the backboard mm-hmm. otherwise like if you just lean a little bit you really just go like you gone you're gonna go under yeah so, so <laughs> you know? it's
0: over for you
1: it is nothing on the side to hold on to it's just it's, it's nothing that,
0: that so, was actually very dangerous when i think about it now but I'm glad, I'm glad that we did it and accomplished that, and everybody was was good at the end of the day.
1: I was I was scared once I got up there. I said, "Oh gosh, how am I supposed to rap and not look scared right now?" I was scared. Say like, help me.
0: <laughs> but it it, it it all worked out though.
1: Yeah.
0: Let me go to you know what I'm saying. Uh, go ahead. We want to take, Eric.
2: Now I was gonna say, uh, well, I mean, hype ball of school because as we talking to music. Um uh,
1: um, right, so um, there's a lot of questions, huh? He, oh,
0: oh hey, yeah. No, actually, yeah, yeah, It's a lot of questions in in, in here. Nikki
1: since you rap, I'm putting pressure on you, I'm of five female rappers ever and top men rappers who so you no know pressure on. <laughs> um <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go Queen Latifah, cause I feel like you know, she was on like the, the the you know, as I keep continue to look over her stuff now, it's like she that girl, Lauren Hill, uh uh Nikki. Uh, can i do Lil kim and foxy together you can't because it's your, it's your i want to throw, throw cars your list there. it's your world all right it's I, your I, work kim, Lil kim foxy and i want to throw cardi in there y'all shout out to cardi man i can't i gotta throw cardi in there yo
0: and 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 drunk you gonna have to you're gonna stop, Nicky, your, stop your going for fat, you
1: know just for the longevity and the the creativity everything so yeah i
0: mean i New
1: York, New York, That's a good lift though. No Kim and Foxy. Foxy was untouchable. Yeah. Unless Kim, they both had their own, even though it was the same time, they was both like and yeah. they yeah. had the little rivalry going, their voices, the things they were saying, it was just different.
0: Yeah. No, listen, that you, you, you definitely pick some of the top females. Most of them come from New York. Most of the top female rappers of all time come from New York, with the exception of 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 Missy.
1: Missy is well. Quincy is for boy, Oh, Missy. Oh yeah, Missy too. Missy is <sighs> the yeah. I like Missy too. I, I I'll keep my my top five though. The ones that I mentioned, she will be next. That's my next. Missy. She was monumental. Um, for the men. Man, I always say when everybody asks me my top five, you better say these people. And then I I gotta think right. All right, Jay Z. I got of course I gotta put Biggie on there. I I think Biggie and Pac they gotta go on there like. Pac, they was both so different. They brought the different type of energy. He said he not letting Lil' Kim and Foxy
0: slide. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Drunk.
1: Yeah.
0: They they both from Brooklyn, so it's all good.
1: Yeah, so Biggie and Pac, I mean, I can't leave them out. You know, like, they have to go in there. Jay-Z, I I don't want people to feel this type of way, but I I feel like Kanye ain't got to go in there. Kanye Mm. gotta go, and I mean, it's just the ending of his stuff is just not the same. You know what I mean? So it's like Eminem, like you know, these people I love, Jada, Fab.
0: It's tough. They
1: gotta go in there somewhere. So I don't know. After them three, Biggie, Jay Z, and uh, and Tupac, I I don't know ordering or anything. I don't know. I have like ten more people that gotta go somewhere. I can't, can't, I can't do the rest, y'all. I'm sorry, I can't do the rest.
0: Let me, it's
2: fine it's, it's, it's a tough list It's a tough to, list to It's a tough yeah. list
1: Let me go
0: to Laquanda James' questions Cause she says Nikki in 2022 The WABA Named you MVP In your first season With Mount Vernon What did that mean to you?
1: Oh man That was crazy I was like So surprised You know um, Cause we We like made it to the finals We had no clue What was going on As far as MVPs talk Or anything I had no idea You know and so when well, we ended up losing the finals game, you know, so we were there at the award ceremony. We lost the finals game. They announced the final winners. They announced the finals MVP. Then they went to name the WABA, which is the league we're playing in MVP, you know? And I was just like, okay, he's going to go to one of the finals team's players. But when they called my name, I was just like, what, you know, this is awesome. I mean, I guess it happens in the nba too you know it's like they do whoever has the average the highest average. you should be used to getting
0: mvps by now though
1: yeah i know but <laughs> it's still surreal you know nothing you know i really feel like it's a team effort you know honestly nice. like i couldn't do you know i couldn't be mvp without my team like period so i don't take it and just be like oh it's all just me you know
0: no, absolutely i, I gotta <laughs> shout out shout out our supporters man because they be doing their homework. They be coming up with with, with stuff. Yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah, they,
1: they be going there. So they own
2: it. They own it. Listen, all, all we do is let them know who's coming on the show. And they, they do. They we're, ready thank to Thank you,
1: Laquanda. You, you know <laughs> You know what, guys? Tune in because we're going to actually play in the semifinals and the finals of the WABA at the end of this month. So I believe the games are the September 28th.
0: Okay, okay, September September
1: 29th, uh, yeah, if that's a Friday, Saturday, something like that in North Carolina, so I'll, I'll write it on oh, my Instagram okay. and stuff. And we so
0: got some so supporters out in North Carolina, there.
1: so we, yeah, yeah, we're flying we gotta get you out back there. Show
2: around that time
1: then, yeah, we're flying out there to go play in those games and uh, hopefully, we win last year. I so told we lost in the finals, this was like separate from summer basketball, so you guys probably didn't know about it or hear about it. These are like real games, indoor games, um professionally held, you know, sometimes televised, and so we'll see. We're coming for that victory. We're going to see. <laughs>
0: Facts. Let me let me go back up. I up wanna, who, oh, you want to take Who ball School's question?
2: Yeah, I like that one as well. Who ball of School.
0: Okay. Uh, Nikki, uh, H2O says you're the female him in terms of you doing it all and you're working in the community. Is that an honor coming from him?
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out to Haran, man. Haran is like the ultimate hustler, you know, he's into everything, especially with the community give backs and the community togetherness. You know, he's always providing some type of platform or like games or events for us all to participate in and then give back to charity, just good times. You know, he's always providing some type of good times. And, uh, you know, he fake a shoot, you know what I mean? He a good shooter. No, <laughs> <So. laughs> nah, nah, but in all sincerity, he got a cannon, you know, and he let that thing go. He ain't afraid to let it go. as it touches his hands he let it go that's why they call him h20 because it's like that's new water so it's like it shot is water so yeah i would say i would say yeah i would be a female him you know in terms of that because that's what i'm most you know known for especially growing up was my shot and um and my work ethic and me doing it all like i said i'm rapping i'm influencing i'm interviewing, I'm doing, you know, so many things. But honestly, I mean, this is life. What, what am I supposed to do? Like, these are things I really love to do. These are things that I'm good at. And these are things that are in my path. So I just take take it all as it comes. You know, I'm not trying to just close doors on things that I feel happiness with, or that I feel growth with, or that I feel like I can help, you know, or that helps me somehow. So I just, I love it.
0: Absolutely. I, w- I want to go back to drunk's questions because I want st- I want to talk to you a little bit about the WNBA Yes, drunk actually had a good question um why is is women's college basketball if, if you feel this way why is women's college basketball more entertaining than the WNBA if you feel that way
1: um well I definitely don't feel that way especially now you know where everything rising but I think it's close I think that it's just that the college basketball has a bigger uh, audience. You know, everybody's tuned in all over the world. I mean, they're tuned in NCAAs, the NCAA March Madness, and everything stems from there. You know, once they see what teams are lit and things, you know, the winning and stuff, and then it just goes into next season. People become fans. They start watching. So I think that the audience is just way larger when it comes to the comparison between the WNBA and uh, college basketball. And it shows, you know, but the season is also longer in the college basketball. You know, the season yeah. is eight months or whatever it is, four, six months. It starts in October, let's say ends in May. So it, it's a long time. It's a long season versus the WNBA, which is a like three to four month season. You know, and then um, you have like a whole like, for instance, the WNBA girls are like adults, right? Yeah, they come from different colleges, but you don't have their whole college following them. You know you go to the you go to the nba the whole college and the college supporters whoever supporting that college is following the teams mm-hmm. so it's just you know the marketing that's something that's just already built in to seem that way and and it just makes it more entertaining they get more coverage more tv time and that changes you know if you don't see the WNBA, how can you think that it's entertaining yeah. you know if you don't know what it is you don't never been to a game or, or, or you, you, you have no clue. How can you even compare the two? So that's why I'm bringing up the point of the audience. Because it's like the audience is not out there yet. Yeah. Me-
2: what, what would you, w- with your experience and through your travels, what would what would you suggest to improve the visibility of the WNBA?
1: What, exactly what they're doing now. You know, making, uh putting the eye on key players, making superstars, making people love certain players then they love the team. Yeah. You know, it's like some people just love Steph Curry. So now they fell in love with the Golden State Warriors because they love Steph Curry. You've seen LeBron. LeBron changed three, four teams. Whatever team he go to, the fans go with him and they love the team. You know, that's not the only way, but that definitely brings hardcore fans, you know, because those type of fans, they never leave when they love the players. They never leave. You know, the team could get split up, players leave and go. So, you know, there could be some type of disloyalty there but you love a player you kind of like following them wherever they go so I think that's what the WNBA is doing a little bit better and I think more when more of these other players like LSU uh, girls when they graduate they're going to bring all of their fans and people that love them outside of the game are going to follow them to the WNBA Mm -hmm. so as she gets into more commercials and these girls get into more publicity and things outside of the court I think that's going to help them on the court you know I, and that's I, what we were missing because we were like more family oriented before and just super strict and like not opening up to those different avenues that we have as females it's like makeup uh show, entertainment everything you know
0: I like I like the the, the Amazon commercial with uh, angel Reese and yeah, uh, angel Flaugier. Reese. I, li- I like that that commercial that commercial is funny oh you, you... my
2: foot i was muted Uh, speaking of like you said angel reese bring up drunk's comment because that's a good one as well the one he just posted right there
0: okay here we go a lot of people saying angel reese and caitlin clark going to take WNBA mainstream like magic and larry
1: yeah they're going to it's going to happen like i said i think the WNBA was kind of built on oh we're women you think about how it originally started it's just like you know Women were just gaining the rights and now we're playing and so they kept it kind of low-key in family or like kinda of, kinda of kept it around that idea. It's like it's gonna be a little side thing and you know whatever. And now it's like, no, this is real. This is a real thing, you know, this is our profession. And not only that, we're cool people. You know, we're we're like superstars. So we wanna be featured in these commercials, we wanna be in these places, and these people like Angel Reese, they're not scared. Caitlin Clark, she's not scared. You know they ready to shoot from wherever, and they're gonna back up whatever's happening. They talking junk, or as far as the competitiveness in the game, is is proven. You know, so people will res- will start to respect the game even more because they'll know the person personally outside the court and what how dope they are and cool. But then they'll know, oh yeah, they doing things that are unheard of. Like the girl Caitlyn is shooting from half court, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like now, also girls will start dunking. They're doing way I mean, I, I watched the highlights, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 15-year-olds. They're dunking. This is what they're doing on their layup line, catching alleys. Mm-hmm. So just imagine as things keep moving forward, this is going to just get more entertaining, and, and we're going to shine more light on those things versus, oh, just making it a family event.
0: I'm going to go to, go to Pooh's question. Uh, your top five female players ever, and who is the female goat?
1: I don't know, man, Cheryl Swoops. Um, will throw Lisa Leslie in there. There's so many that are right now playing, like Darren Tarasi. Uh um, it's it's a girl from what's her name? Um, this is my girl. She don't play Maya Moore.
0: Okay, yeah, yes, yes, yes
1: my more oh, tough i i like love the, you know i'm going back in time cuz it's like these were the ones back you know at that time and uh, a couple of the smaller guards like Tamika. i think i forgot a couple of small guards that i thought was like super dope but like in today's game you know i love the uh, the plum I, I love you know certain players uh, what, what's her name from the Aces the guard um some i i'm not good with it's the names sometimes sparring? but No, of course, Candice Parker is on the list too. Skylar Diggins, you know, like these girls I love. Like Skylar Diggins was like something that I would like to emulate as far as like, you know, being a girly baller and stuff like that. But I mean, I named some key players, you know, that. but there's like tons, there's tons. But yeah, I would go Cheryl Swoops. I would take the big man. I would say Lisa Leslie. I would take uh, Br- Brittany Griner. You know, Cheryl Swew, Brittany, Gr- Brittany Griner. I want to pay respect to the old. You know, to the first. So that's why I try to keep it with Lisa. But you know, Br- Cheryl Swew, Brittany Griner. Um, I even love Sylvia Fowles. Uh, see, those are two bigs though. I would have to really think about this. I love Maya more. What, what
0: about Brianna Stewart? Because, you, you know, you, you see what they have with the Liberty Stoopy. out there yeah, right Stoopy.
1: now. Stewie, Stewie is the problem. Breonna Stewart, that's what I'm saying. Today's day, I can name all five Liberty players as the five people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. People were talking about that uh, that Las Vegas stuff, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we, when we was doing the show. People was all big <laughs> on that Aces talk. And now you can see the Liberty did beat up on them with the three of the last four times they played. But I'm just going to put that out there. I ain't going to say nothing else about it. Yeah,
1: I could, I could name the whole Liberty team as, like, a good five. You know what I mean? I think they're all awesome. Banaje, uh, S- Sabrina, the girl Marion jo- uh johansson she mm-hmm. tough the european joint she's super nice um then you have like tina charles she don't play for the liberty anymore but big bucket from new york tina charles super respected um and had so many moves down low so i just I, I mean and then their big girl now i forget her name too the big jackwell Jaqu- jones oh, yeah yeah she she pretty dope too you know so I, I I like it.
0: Number one in the power rankings, you know, for the last couple of weeks, the New York Liberty, and um, you know they only a game and a half behind the Aces right now. But I'm just putting that little bit of information out there for y'all, case y'all didn't know that. Yeah, because
2: everybody yeah, everybody Asia, thought the Aces, they thought everybody thought Aces was gonna run away with it.
1: They thought they was gonna run away because they tough. The Asia Wilson, they got the yeah. guard. The guard of what's she, her name? She, I like she that. Just girl. Put up
0: fifty three. was it, 53 54? Yeah,
1: fifty three or fifty four. Yeah, fifty or something. in The last yeah. game, yeah. So Asia Wilson is a dog. Like even her should be in the top five mention, you know, what, what she could do. Um awesome. I mean, the game is, has evolved so much. I, I just love playing, watching the girls play. I love watching the girls play now. I like it's entertaining, you know. And then you have underdogs like Erica Wheeler, you know, who's like super underdog but ended up being like on all star team. This was like two, three years ago, you know, and then you have underdogs like these players. Who are coming into the league and making a difference, highly respected.
0: So, let me, let me take Imani's question. Shout out to, to Imani Williams. She says, Hey, uh, coming up, did you follow the New York Liberty much with Teresa Witherspoon, Kim Hampton? Uh, she's a little bit older, old school. but yeah, old yeah, Jordan.
1: That's what I meant. Shamika Old School, I forgot about her. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: Imani, thank you for reminding me about Shamiko Whole <laughs> uh, School, yes. <laughs> no yeah she was a bucket you know these girls were like way ahead of me meaning i couldn't even see them on tv i had to get older and then look them up because at that time we weren't watching we didn't see them you know around like they weren't being televised that much but her name was a big name and then i started to look her up i was just like wow she was elite um Teresa Weatherspoon, of course. I've had talks with Teresa. We've done different panels together. I think she's awesome. Tough, tough nose guard. Now, I've actually got to see her play, you know, during that time. And I think she's awesome. Like I said, tough guard, tough guard, solid defender, solid defender, solid passing, um, you know, to the basket type of guard. So I loved that. And Kim Hampton, Kim Hampton is, like, uh, she loves music too, you know. She could sing. Nice. She was so more talented and, and she had a lot of dimensions to her. So I love the Kim Ham thing. Like I said, we speak on Instagram also, and her daughter is a super talent. If if you know they didn't know, um, so she's at a well, I, one of the schools, one of the colleges. She's at she's at a college now.
2: Me, me uh, I was just about to say, Trip. I like yeah, this one. Yeah. I like this one, and put Drunks join uh, after this one as well. Right.
1: And I'm a, I'm gonna
0: answer this question first, but I'm a, and then then you can go, Nikki. But on the male side, uh, most people say Kyrie Irving got the best handles. Who on the woman's side would you say has the best handles? I'm gonna say uh, Nikki Avery, but you got to go to see her live on the court and see what I'm talking about when I say <laughs> that. But that's it. But you know, but I'm gonna let you go ahead. Go ahead, and answer that question.
1: Um, in the league
0: right now
2: not just in the league or or period just
1: your 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 your
2: personal yeah opinion not it doesn't have to be in the league
1: listen i listen i got i got three main people that besides me that i would put myself you know somewhere in the tops but besides me handles is different like they not i'm not even on near them when it comes to handles like that's like okay renee keep it simple though you know what i'm saying she she, she a straight bucket more like alan Iverson, get right to it handle like crossover deadly stuff like that get through the split screens kyrie irving type style
0: yeah
1: but, but yeah that's renee but like shannon bobbit different yeah I'm crystal bellinger their handles was more like to just cross you like yo like you just get lost in the cross like like I don't know who to de- who to describe them with when it comes to the men, but they'll play with you, just play with you, standing there playing with you. I like when they dribble, it's just like magical, yo. I'm telling you, it, it, I ain't never seen handles like that. It's a and Bob. I would say it was the top. She just. She know how to like to yeah. dribble that ball. She know how to dribble the ball, yo. Different. Like as a little kid, we was like 12, 13, she was dribbling like that. Like, and like I said, Renee had the handles and shit, was straight bucket. You know what I mean? It was easy. It's like, yo, it's expected. You know, it's like what I, and then Shannon's was like, wow, like it, like entertaining, you know?
0: Facts. Um, here's I'm, not, question. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to um to Janetta's question next, because Janetta got a good question as well um nikki playing overseas who's the best overseas woman uh who you think should have got a chance in the WNBA
1: but didn't uh, i don't know man this is like i played with like so many girls over the last 12 years um i, I know one girl that i liked when i was playing in hungary her name is robin parks tough tough guard plays like pull up game big defender could defend cause she's like a 5, 10, 11 guard and last year I seen she made it to the league finally so right out of college she never was in the league she went overseas was playing overseas for like five years or so and then last year I guess she got pulled up like got into the league she must have went to a tryout so I saw her like this year of I playing against the Liberty it's like Robin and I, I couldn't believe it. I was so happy for her I was just like wow you know when did this happen So uh, girls like that, like I would shout out to Robin Parks because tough.
2: That's dope. That must be amazing to see somebody know go through the journey and then finally get there.
1: And then have no clue you know i didn't we didn't know i didn't even have a clue that it was even an option you know because after you play a long years overseas and you haven't been into the league yet and you already done from college about five years it's kind of thought that okay you're just going to finish out your career overseas you're not going to really get into the league you know they're looking at the younger players they're looking at either younger or more highly known players in europe you know like you playing in the euro league top 10 team top 14 championship team maybe those players but Other than that, it's kind of like, it's difficult. So to see her there, I was just like, yo, yo, you made it, yo. (laughs) Um, All
0: right, Janetta says, Nikki, I feel like as a woman's hooper, they should know their history. A lot of young college players and young NBA players don't know the Cheryl Middles, (laughs) Miller, Cynthia Cooper, Shemequa Holtzler, the ones before them. Men know all the past players for the most part. That needs to change. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, we we definitely need to take some time and, and, you know, I guess with all of us trying to build and and get ourselves through the door, you know, we we don't spend enough energy or time telling the story from the past, you know, and it's kind of that's not only our doing, you know, it's the reporting and the people who want care about that to keep that legacy going, to look back into those files. Cause like, I won't know about it unless somebody shows me, it. you know, I wasn't part of that era. So it's like, I didn't know about, and anybody under, you know, younger than me, same thing. They wouldn't know about it unless we bring it out. So I think we should encourage more documentaries. We should probably try to, somebody should try to make a documentary of how the first teams, how things started and, and, brush up more on that what are those? what happened with those players interview these mm-hmm. women who are now much older who can just speak on what happened we we probably don't even have footage yeah you know <laughs>
0: we spoke about the woman of troy uh documentary a couple of weeks ago with uh Cheryl Miller i'm I'm going to throw I'm going to throw Poo's question up she wants to know do you know about Cheryl, yeah, Miller? Cheryl
1: Miller Cheryl Miller is Reggie Miller's sister right she's mm-hmm. out shooting everybody and now she's a sports uh broadcaster yeah, I mean, like I said, I've only seen the clips when I'm watching ESPN or watching the games, and they talk they talk about her. That's how I was introduced to her, like as far as me knowing. So we need more of that, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't know who she was. How how could I? No, I mean those other guys, the the NBA players, they talked about all day on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, the, all all of these old guys, you know what I'm saying? Respectfully, now I'm not trying to call them old, but you know, the Magic Johnsons and these guys today, kids. 20 year old kids, 25 year old, you ask them who's the best point guard in history. They'll name Magic Johnson. They've never seen the guy pull You know what I mean? Like they how did they learn that? Somebody put them on. Somebody told them about it. They they hear about him all the time, the clips, they get to see him so they can make an opinion of it. You know, so we have to do better at pulling up that history to show you know more of the women, what the women did, what work they were putting in. So yeah, I've heard of Cheryl Miller. I think she's dope. I mean, she was she made Reggie Miller a shooter, <laughs> but they said she was cold. She was killing everybody—the men, the women. Mm-hmm. So much kudos to her.
0: Unfortunately, I mean, the injuries ended her career because she would have been a part of that first regime of WNBA players when the league started. Had she not, um, you know, had that had that injury when she when she did, um, she would have been right along with uh, with Cynthia Cooper because they they came in. I believe, around the same time into into school. so Right. They would have been together. Um, let me go to Hoops Nation question. He says, or well, for everybody, he thinks the WNBA only have 12 teams isn't great. Uh, he th- said, I think back in the 2000s, they got to 16. Um yeah. And there's only 11 out of t- uh, 12 roster spots. many lottery picks have got cut?
1: No, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been tough. That's why I like a lot of guards like me, René Tello, uh, especially the smaller guards we've kind of like been overlooked and they haven't given us an opportunity, not the ones that we deserve, you know, and there's so many more players. I mean, I'm only naming me and, you know, my backcourt cause I believe in us and I know that we top dogs, but there's so many players that are in the same situation. There's only 11, 12 man roster. And then what happens is each year, think about it. They keep half of those players yeah. at least. They only kind of replacing one or two players. They bring in any drafting two or three, and then they can only really keep, uh, realistically, like three players. The rest of the girls are coming back again from the previous year, yep. which they have to, like, try out. But they'll have maybe 15 total in the tryout camp, and only 12 can play on the team. Yeah. So the three extra people that are at the camp are the ones that got drafted. So it's like, it's slim pickings. You know, you could get drafted and still not make the cut. Yep. And, or you can play on the team one year, then the next year they pick up a better draft person, and then you, now you're done. And there's really no other place to take you or put you you know as far as trading and stuff like that because like you said a lot of teams are locked in then you have the teams who are like oh like the sue birds and all of these teams who have like T- Sue Bird and, and people that are dope on the same team who they cutting they're not cutting anybody on that team they're not oh, even replacing anybody you know it's like those girls are set in stone Even have been playing for seven eight years and then they're not gonna their spot is solidified so yeah. there's not a lot of openings each year so uh, it's difficult for us being female athletes trying to make it to the level. And I think now that the basketball is picking up, especially on the women's side, we're going to get more teams involved, you know? So that's what we need to start pushing. It's like these people who owning teams or they have the money to back teams, buy teams, buy more teams for the women. I think, I hope that Toronto, I mean, there's some cities out here that are like making things happen now. So,
0: um, Shout out to Deontay Pfeiffer. He says Michael Jordan is most people on the planet's GOAT. Did you get to see him much and what, what do you think separated him from everyone else?
1: I mean Michael Jordan, I, nobody can look at anybody else and see the fierceness you see that Michael Jordan had. I mean he had a determination to win, a will to win. The guy had a will to win. Not only that, his athleticism, what he did to the game, he, he evolved the whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean he's jumping from from the free throw line the things he was doing in the air when he was changing his shot so that it wouldn't get blocked on three people that you know not when there was a three second call that everybody could stand in the paint and kind of like being helped—he still was going up and under finishes and like his legacy and even what he's done off the court you know i don't know who's in charge of everything that way but i mean he's becoming a, he's become an icon his sneakers his, his his style the style that came from him his sneakers or whatever it is It's become iconic. I mean, you can't go anywhere and not hear about Jordans. I've been all over the world. Everybody knows about Michael Jordans. Like everybody wants a pair of Jordans. Everybody rocks them. And I see this going on for years. I mean, I don't know when this will. I don't think it'll ever end. Like he's stamped in history, so that separated him right there alone. And and then his game speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, six rings. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and not only yeah, not not you know, that's that's what really makes a go a go. It's like, oh, you could be the nicest, you know, and then if you don't win, it's, it it, yeah. it puts a it's a dip right. on your own heart. It's not even somebody's judgment. You know what I mean? It's like it's your own heart. It's like, <laughs> I got to win, you know? I, I I have my personal wins, but we still not win it. At the end of the day, the purpose of playing the game is to win the game. You know, it's to win the tournament, to win the league, whatever it is. And so Somehow with whoever they put together with him, they had the right combination. And I think for sure he was like the back, you know, he was the, the the back for everything. You know, he held everything on his back with his attitude, with his mindset. And that's just from what I know about him, just from reading and writing, you know, seeing it and his documentaries and stuff. So Let
0: me go to because I know this is somebody you were with recently uh, who bought a scoop says, do you have a relationship with Lenny Cook? And how how was it meeting Whoopi?
1: Oh, Lenny Cook, that's my <laughs> bro, man. I love Lenny Cook, you know. And I'm so happy for him and proud for him, you know, proud of him. Because uh, you listen to his story or you rushed on it a little bit, you know, he's had a hard, it's been a hard struggle. I mean, you, you can you imagine being like one of the top players in the world? Like, all all over the world, people know him, you know, and he was coming up, doing his thing. And then, you know, circumstances or whatever it is, kind of like, have you take some steps back. And it's like, you, you think of a person, how much they could take, you know, or what it is like, okay, when you don't have anything, it's different. You don't have anything. You don't know what it is to lose, kind of, you know, you don't really, you can't go under the net, you know, it's like, you don't have anything. But when you get stuff, and then it kind of gets taken away.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure that that's a tough thing to swallow and it's hard to, people don't come back from that. And so that's why I commend him. And you know, with everything he's doing, I think he just had a new baby, he's a beautiful baby. You know, he has his family, he's in good spirits. He's all over, you see his face everywhere when it comes to basketball, street ball in New York. And um, yeah, I got mad love for Lenny, you know, he always supports me. He hits me up randomly some days, yo sis, you feeling all right, how you doing? And and I think that that comes from his story. And just to show, you know, who he is as a person and his character and how much he's grown. And and Whippy, I, I met her really quickly at one of Perron's events, you know, the a for Peace event, which took place at Lehman mm-hmm. College in the Bronx this year. and She was there. So I just got in the gym. Everybody's like, so shooting the ball and dunking and they have a dunk contest. I go take my little outfit to go sit near the bench to start getting changed. And I look behind me and it's so calm. Everybody's calm. I look behind me, Whoopi sitting behind me. I said, No way, Whoopi. So I just was like, Hey, you know. And she was so nice, taking pictures with everybody. So she seemed like she, loved, you know, she enjoyed herself being there with yes. the game and everything.
0: Now, if she had got on the court and started hooping, I'd have went crazy.
1: That would have been crazy. I'd have been like, Whoopi, let me cross you real quick.
2: I was about to say you you wouldn't <laughs> show no mercy, right? You still would've went at it? No mercy. You still would've went at
1: it? I was like, nice. Yo, put me in a movie. Right, that's
0: a New York state of mind. Nah, you gotta you gotta go it at him. Gotta
2: be. If I score
0: five it. points. <laughs> nice. Let me uh. Hey, Nikki,
2: let me ask you though. Hold on, I want before we get to another question, I want to ask you because you talked about your relationship with, with Lenny. Cook. Growing up in New York and and the that come with you know being a highly touted prospect in New York, the same way you, you were. Like, can you speak to some of that? Because we have we have some supporters who may not understand what it's like to be in that limelight at a young age. And you talked about with Lenny Club. What what type of pressures did you feel when you were going through your high school ranks and and getting recruited?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially in the streets, it's like for me, all right, like coming out of my building, people know me, they see me, they want to talk, they want to say hi you know, you welcome it all. And that's me at a lower level. You know, that's me uh, being a female Hooper and people not knowing so much. And I I still get that type of attention everywhere I go. People want to talk. They want to talk about, you know, what has been happening or what I'm into, or what I'm doing now. And so I know for a fact, like, it's so much pressure for like somebody with his talent, his level at that time, you know, leaving this building. There must have been so many people that had something to say or how to like, trying to support him in their way and then not for nothing there was probably a lot of side things going on you know with betting and with just wanting to know what's happening for for them to make future decisions you know with bets and whatever whatever else so I I can only imagine the pressure uh just anywhere he went Uh, people expecting him to do his best people expecting him to like set trends and break records and come out ready no matter what's going on in his personal life you know and uh, it's not always easy to do. Some days we don't we don't feel good. Some days we're not our best. Some days, you know, we want to just be by ourselves, you know? And I know that all celebrities can attest to that. And not that we're celebrities, but, you know, people know us. We're popular in our areas. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had to deal with a lot of pressure, especially at his time with the drugs, what was going on in the streets. Mm-hmm. I, it, everything goes with the timing of life. And it's like some people's... Uh, journeys are more difficult because of what's happening in life in the world at that time you know it's like my father's a super musician when he was at his top of his peak of being a musician the drugs were right there on the street the crack hit coke hit everything hit you know all of the musicians were doing it it was like the beginning and so he got caught up in that you know but like less like right now if he was at the top of his game as a musician The drugs have been around already, you know, he probably wouldn't be so loose, it wouldn't be so, oh, addictive, it wouldn't be so careless and not understanding what's happening, you know? So, you know, that same thing for Lenny Cook, it it was just the timing of everything, probably just when everything got mixed, he got caught in in the middle of all of that.
2: I remember, yeah, I always say, because, you know, we're all around the same age, obviously, Lenny Cook as well. Yeah. And I remember seeing him sit courtside with DJ Clue when he was still in high school. He was at a Knicks game sitting courtside. Wow. And at the time, at the time, it seemed dope, right? Because it's like, yo, this teenage kid, we're around the same age and you hanging out with Clue. And this is at the peak of Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. And then looking back on it, it's like, yo, you can't even think about the type of pressure this young man must have had on him. Yeah. To hey. be rolling with celebrities, sitting courtside with everybody. Like, he's sitting courtside when this is when Stephon Marbury's with the Knicks. And Lenny Cook might have been more popular than Steph Marbury at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he was only like 16, bro. That's like crazy.
1: And then not only that, it's everything that he had access to, everything he was seeing, yeah. everything that he was coming across being in those situations, you know, yeah. that's just on the court. But when he left the court, he still with everybody. They go wherever they going, now he's all in the mix, you know, so he was seeing a lot and around a lot. And this is just me assuming, you know, I don't know anything inside, like I know nothing, you know, but it's yeah. just what I can assume just from looking from the outside in, understanding it a little bit from my life. That, you know, he was around a lot of things that probably his mom couldn't adjust to. He really didn't know how to separate or mm-hmm. how to move, you know, otherwise. And so it's tons of pressure. I mean, that's why I say shout out to him.
0: Well, especially at 16, 17 years old yeah. and you have to, to, to deal with all of that. That that can be a lot for anybody, uh, you mm-hmm. know, to handle if you don't have the right people around you. So much that's respect it. to him. Um, he's definitely seems like he's in a much better place now. So, you know, shout out to him. Um, we go to Hoop Ball or Scoop again. Overseas, what players from the WNBA have you played against in your career?
1: Um Robin Parks, like I told you guys. Uh I played against Shannon Bobbitt. She's not in the league anymore. But I played against her Epiphany Prince. I played against her, Tina Charles. Um Let me see. A couple, I, I, maybe a European girl or two that, like, you know, they made the rosters somewhere. Yeah, but that's yeah. about it. I really haven't ran into a lot of WNBA girls um, while I've been playing. They, the WNBA girls go more towards, like, the big, big leagues, like Russia, uh, Spain, yeah. these big places where the whole team, that they're, the girls they recruit in are WNBA players. Yeah. You know, so for me to even get in that league, it would be tough. Like, certain leagues in Europe. Yeah. You know, so I haven't even got into any of those leagues, which are, like, the top, top leagues, which they recruit WNBA players. So, you know, gotcha. Mati Ajavon played against her. Um, I'm trying to remember names, but as I remember more, I will keep naming them.
0: Well, you played with, um, what's the girl's name, uh, T, T Young at Rucker.
1: Oh yeah, T Young and Rucker. See, yep, T Young and Rucka. A few, a few people. I mean,
0: let me, let me go to Wayne. Wayne says, Nikki, as you've gotten older, what part of your game has declined, uh, from your standpoint?
2: Well, we could ignore that question, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't think. I think I've gotten smarter. You know, I think I've gotten smarter. I wouldn't say anything is declined, but I, I, I feel like maybe. Okay, if I'm playing street ball stuff, I get, I'm get more lazy, you know, I, I think. But that's just because of the circumstance, you know. I'm just like, whatever, sometimes. Like, sometimes I get more lazy, like on defense, or I don't go as hard. Like, I'm like – because I, I, I'm i a menace. Like I told you, I like Kobe. I don't care. I want to go 100,000% every time, all around, whatever. And I can tell, like, sometimes I kind of like, ah, I just take it easy, you know. I'm just like, whatever. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm gonna go to, to school poop's question since you mentioned Kobe. Uh, school poop says, What was it like meeting Kobe and how did his death hit you? Oh
1: man, me, me and Kobe was nice. You know, he was, he's very, so smart. So smart. He's intelligent. The guy is just intelligent. You're even around him for a little while. You kind of like, you're almost like amazed at like, how well spoken he is. and his insight and everything when it comes to whatever he's speaking about, not just basketball, but you know, when he speaks, it's like a scientist. It's like he's speaking in, t- t- you know, the, the top notch communication, but you still understand it. And I, I love, I, you know, I love Kobe, man. I always love Kobe. I love the whole, the reason why, I, you know, the whole Michael Jordan thing, the will to win, it's kind of the same thing that he had in him. And and I love Kobe even more because I think that he handled pressure very well. You know everybody that was against him even when he had his case and everything that was going on you know that's a lot to overcome you know and he didn't fold at that time he still was able to perform and still was able to overcome and be his best and so i you know i love kobe for that and he has all girl daughters he kind of stuck with the same woman his whole career you know out that's just his personal life but i always have love for him just just his mentality alone and then uh yeah his death was difficult because I was like in Europe and I was sleeping and it's like something woke me up. It was crazy. I was it was like crazy. I don't know. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, I said this is not real. I didn't know if it was real. I'm, I'm on a different time zone. And I'm just looking at things and it's pitch black and I'm just like, this can't be right. You know, this can't be right. And I it hit me like how it hit you guys, you know, <laughs> even more. Uh, I mean
0: uh, so young cold, be to
1: be cold. at the peak of your life, and it's like you know that that really make humbles everybody. It should have humbled everybody. It's like to think about life. You know, you you, you could be the best person you could be whatever it is and then just like that, a, a simple mistake or whatever happened, gone now. And you're like a legend to so many people.
0: Facts. Mm-hmm. We got um, we're going we're going to take a couple more questions cuz we we ain't, we, ain't, we y'all been we're having us go into overtime the last couple of weeks.
2: Um, I, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen so we we, 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 we were uh, we were ready for it. we knew we was going in overtime
0: facts um so let me let me knock out a couple of these because we we definitely got we, we got to ready to get up out of here soon yeah, um, kobe
1: hugged me though he hugged me he loved me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: he can like, feel
1: he can feel the mamba love he can feel the mamba love
0: here's a good one here uh what does rucker park mean to nikki avery
1: Oh, man, I love Rucker Park so much. I think Rucker Park has embraced me the most out of every park. You know, me as a player, me as a rapper, uh, me as a personality, everything. You know, every time I walk in there from the door, like security with the concessions, everybody was doing the lemonade, the juices, all the way through walking past the VIP area, walking towards the table, the whole staff, everybody, they're like a joy. You know, they're a little more old school, but it's like sincere love. You know, it's that love nice. that's like that that family, like the old head love. Like they never gonna, you know, they stick to their guns. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I, I love Rucker, you know, I appreciate them for letting me be me. Cause you know, we, we've been trying to like build up the girls league and you know, I like to I dance, I like to have fun. And then Mike Larry and Rel who, you know, they, they were the two MCs during our games. They would always hype us up, and so it was a free, fun party type vibe most of the times that we played there. And so I, I enjoy that, you know. I enjoy that much more than being very, very serious. It's yeah. like, you know, we gotta live. You know, we wanna have some fun, party a little bit, shoot some hoops. Cause I mean, I guess it's fun for me that we winning, you know. But I mean, if we can still win and be, be that way, then I don't see the problem, you know.
2: Do you? Do you ever? Um... I mean, do you ever just sit back and think like, and, and I know sometimes it's tough to do when you're in the moment, but like you are truly a Rucker Park legend. Like does it ever hit you like, yo, this is like real legendary stuff that I'm, I'm accomplishing out here.
1: It never hits me that way. I like always feel like it's not enough. Nothing is enough. I like always look, at, not look at other people in comparison, I look at other people like, wow, you know, in a wow, like looking with these people, look at how this person could dribble, look at how this person, you know in a support manner and it's like I kind of like over would overlook myself in a sense, you know, like not realizing what's what's going on, like the yeah. things that I'm doing. You know what I'm I'm playing in the game and then at halftime I'm rapping. <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or oh, I play in the game, Facts. the game ends and while the other team is warming up, they'll get on the mic, yo Nick, you feel like spitting today? And I alright. give me the mic. I go rap while the two te- next two teams are playing. And I, I'm still in my uniform. And this has happened these last five years, but before that, this happened 10 years ago. I got a clip from 10 years ago, it was one team. This is old school Rucker Park days. Yeah. And what happened was one of, one of the girls, her name was Beast, right? Her name was The Beast. I don't know if y'all heard about her. Anyway, she got, used to get on the mic and she rapped like two, three minutes long. And one of my teammates knew that I rapped also. Yeah. They were like, yo, give Nikki the mic. This was the first time I like was introduced, like i introduced myself to Rucker. They didn't know. Give Nikki the mic. So I was just like, Oh my gosh, what am I gonna say? Like I had raps, but I wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't prepare for like just to start rapping. Yeah. So I like, Oh, I got the mic, and I just started going. You know, I'm Nikki Avery. I'm doing the most. Won't catch me. <laughs> when I say won't catch me drinking liquor, but I'll sip on the most from NY. But I've been all over the coast, uh, bowling overseas. Real familiar with boats. <laughs> Y'all walking on land. I'm on a jet ski. Turn that water to ice. Now, watch me Gretzky. And like, it was it was corny. It was old, but <laughs> like, I did the rap and then the DJ started to kick in. Like, like you know, when they make yeah. the drop, they put like little sounds in the back. Yo, they went crazy because I had more to the rap. It was like, I, I was turned up. I was like, just going, I'm going to show y'all <laughs> the clip. I'm going to send you the clip. Right, so dude. that was my first introduction, you know, of the record. And once, once that happened, they love you know all of the old heads of people who like run everything and they know what's going on they were like we love her then i spit some real serious stuff you know things that are meaningful and cool and, and they loved it so now it's like they love me there i love it so much i just like yes <laughs> let
0: me let me let me i want to go ahead take. Fine. i want to take drunk's <laughs> questions because drunk actually got a good question here um, he's asking, uh, do you have thoughts on, on Elizabeth Cambridge? Because she was a dog, but she literally said, I'm good on WNBA.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that she said that. That's wild, because I think she's a super talent. You know, Cambridge is, um, uh, she's a big, big post player. She plays for, I, I think she's from Canada. She's from Canada, but she plays for one of the teams. She Well, she did. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, why she feels that way or what's going on. But she's more of a free type person, from what I've seen from her. So maybe it's just too strict. You know, she might be feeling uh, yeah. the the pressure of it, uh, the league being too strict, or her lifestyle being too strict, being in the WNBA. Because she's more of like she wants to be in, uh, like on the cover of things, model with like you know, a one piece thong mm-hmm. or you know, whatever it is, like cool stuff, like things that I'm cool, I, I love it, you know what I mean? I love, I like it, I love it, like do more, please. Yes. So I'm with it, you know, but I, I'm sure that her struggle or whatever she's dealing with it has straight, uh has to do with um the, the way that the league is set up. It's a little more strict, you know, they don't want her to be just doing stuff like that and representing her team and league. And so th- I, that's what I would assume is going on. I don't know though, but yeah. she's definitely a dog. So I, I don't know why she's saying she's good on the WNBA. You see this one, they were not that
0: versus you 101 know, I like this, I
1: like and this question. am going go, I'm always gonna go for myself. Put the on her. You the yeah. On her? Yeah. Uh, yeah, i might have to put the clamps <laughs> on it. She got the guard in too. She a bigger guard, you know, but still, I'm fast. I yeah. mean. I-
2: you, you talked about uh, Cheryl Swoops in a sneaker. Did you see, yeah. she recently, Sabrina recently put out the Nike commercial with her How, sneaker. How dope is that?
1: It's dope, it's dope. And I actually, I've seen the line of clothes. It was like uh, two sweaters. She has like the S symbol and it's a cool S, you know? So it, it's it's a it's a nice logo, that's what I'm saying, where even men can wear it and you you wouldn't know what it is, you know? It doesn't say like Sabrina Big or anything like that. Yeah. So I yeah. think they did a really good job marketing-wise with her logo, because I feel it caters to, to both um, genders. And um, her clothes look cool. The shorts are cool. They're like, I could tell they're smaller shorts. They're not so long, which is yeah. dope, because that's what we need. We want small shorts, most of us. And we don't want those long shorts that are going past our knees. Come on, it's, it's over for that. So I like, I'm like i seeing the model make of her shorts. I'm like, yes, you can tell by the way they cut. It kind of like lets your thighs show. Yeah. And so I'm like good job Sabrina good job Nike yeah but they just dropped and they they look cool I haven't put them on but they look really cool they look like they're lightweight um they look kind of like Kobe's
0: see. um Danelle Jackson says is Candace Parker a top 10 WNBA player of all time uh Shop debate her career resume is unreal what do you think
1: yeah WNBA player of all time for sure Candice Parker, inside, outside, she was probably one of the first big men who kind of was doing both like that. Yeah. You know, creating a handle. You could, she could play back to the basket. She could play attacking the basket. And then, you know, her stepping out and having the baby mid, you know, ha- halfway through her career was a big thing too. You know, I don't know how many women were doing that and feeling safe with their position and with everything going on to be able to come back and still kill. So, uh, yeah, kudos to her, man. Candace Parker is definitely a top ten goat.
0: Let me throw drunk's count. Drunk is crazy. Put that water
1: in is... the ice. Now watch me, Gretzky. <laughs>
0: drunk, 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 is, is probably you know slipping already because he out here stealing <laughs> yeah.
1: Look, I say, I said in my in my sports, elite pose. Yeah, you can't check me. Already, already engaged to Grammy, Oscar, and ESPY. That's what's one of my lies.
2: <laughs> we need that clip. We need the whole clip. <laughs>
1: you gotta see the clip. It's <laughs> crazy.
2: Yo, you gotta see the
1: clip. I'm telling y'all, y'all gonna be like, "No way!"
2: Yeah, listen, I'm trying to see the clip. We got to post it
0: up. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get to everybody's comments. It's it's a lot, so I'm trying to knock these out. Um, if I miss you guys, charge it to the head, not the heart. Um, let me throw you (laughs) Molly's question up. She said, "Who is your favorite NBA player to watch?" And she needs a WNBA prediction: Who wins the title?
1: Okay, the title is gonna be won by the Liberty. Come on now, and. My favorite current NBA player to watch. I love Steph Curry, yo. I ain't gonna lie. Like I just, I love watching Steph. But I, you know, I do love watching John Morant now. I, I think he's explosive and fun to watch. Um, there's so many good players. I mean, I, I love all the guards. Kyrie Irving. All the guards. I watch the guards closely because that's my position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love them the most. But Steph Curry is my top.
0: Uh, Kyrie Thompson says, have you ever been in awe of anyone you've met in person? Not
1: yet. I haven't
0: been in awe. I was just like, wow. No, nah, not yet. Let me see if I'm missing it. Well, she kind of mentioned this one before, but let me just throw it up. Kyrie Thompson, he also wants to know, have you played against Renee Taylor and, uh, Nisha Butler? She was nice in high school in that Georgia Tech until she got hurt.
1: So Nisha Butler, I, I kind of like was really she was she's way older than us I think as far as like class as far as like um like when I was in middle school she was probably in college you know so that's a good, big separation so I didn't get to see her as much I didn't know her but one time when I went into Gaucho's gym and this is when I was an adult at this time like maybe out of college she was there working out or doing something and I was like who's this girl because she was so pretty and like you know, but I could tell she had game, and like, that's when they told me, they like, oh, that's Nisha Butler, that, she cold, she from this part and that part, and you should see what she was doing, so that's when I really became familiar with who Nisha Butler is, and I looked her up, and yeah, she was, she was, she was a bucket, she was a bucket, but she kind of was a girly girl type of player, you know, a person, and um, everybody started hearing about her, and Renee Taylor is the GOAT, like, she's you know she's different with the game like i said the ai ellen iverson of basketball when it comes to the girls you know and i'm not taking away nothing from me you know i don't want to make it seem like oh i just consider myself a bum or anything but <laughs> i just and i'm not no dick rider or nothing either you know what i'm saying sorry if i curse but <laughs> <laughs> okay. but for renee but for renee is deserving you know what i'm saying like she's really different like Facts. yeah uh,
0: she is big, big, big shout out to renee um, we were trying to have Nikki and Renee come on today, but the schedules just couldn't work out. They were, I, now I seen a question; I'm gonna post it up that was asking about future guests. So we're gonna work on getting Renee um, on the show when the WNBA playoffs uh, kick off. So we'll, we'll work on on bringing Renee on. Let me throw Imani's comment up there, just because Imani's supporting us, and I love that. Real fans, real talk. Can I give y'all y'all flowers? I want to salute y'all, man. What I love the best, y'all try to get all the questions. Fantastic Thanks, for the guests, keep it up. Facts. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. We we appreciate y'all, um, so much. And let me see uh, To there. answer
2: to answer drunk question, no, he not better than Magic. Is Steph just, better. Yeah, no, than he's better. drunk stop. Put that man. to better. not better than Magic. Yeah, like come on. And baby. I love Steph, but he not better than Magic. Check, yeah,
0: check the bad. resume. You got you got check the resumes out, man. Magic Magic was him from when he first came into the league. He he was him. Steph, it we we didn't. We didn't talk about Steph until maybe like eight, nine years. That's why I love
1: Steph, though. These are the things that make me love. See, I love an underdog. You know, I love somebody who nobody knew about. He had to really work for it. He undersized everything, and he changed the game of basketball.
2: He absolutely did. But Nikki, you you might be one of the most uh, equipped people to answer this question. Right? Is Steph a true point guard?
1: I mean, what do you? Okay, first we have to break down what do we consider a true point guard. Yeah.
2: So to me, a true point guard is a facilitator. You you get you get into your offensive sets. As you mentioned earlier, the way the game is in Europe, you play make for everybody, right?
1: Right. So so do you consider so so let me ask you something. If Steph wasn't scoring so much, like if he didn't have the ability to score, because that's why he scores, because he has the ability to mm-hmm. score, you know what I mean? Like case code, don't you think that he also has great passing ability or like court awareness that he could be strictly a setup player?
2: Of course, no. I, again, that's not to knock that area of his game. I think he has the total package. Yeah. But this this whole debate about Steph and Magic isn't about the who's the better scorer. The yeah. the debate starts about is Steph a better point guard than Magic Johnson? He is not a better point guard than Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson is the ultimate facilitator of an. Yeah, offense.
1: well, that was his job. Yeah, like that was his that was his, his that was his role. Like that was his thing. Right.
2: But he could put up like forty Steph- on you though.
1: But right, because Magic 40, definitely had If he games. needed to,
2: and and that's not to knock Steph because I love Steph. I think yeah. Steph is amazing.
1: Yeah, right. But
2: Steph, in terms of like initiating offense, he's never really had to do it because Golden State always made sure they kept true point guards around. Sean Livingston, Jared no, Jack, yes, Jack sure. Draymond. I think, I think Draymond size, initiates.
1: I think his size kind of like changes things for him when he talk about true point guard stuff. You know, because like Magic is a bigger guard. You know how right. big was Magic? Six
0: nine, six eight. Six, six eight. eight, six, nine,
1: yeah. yeah. So, so like right away, magic, it, the things that he could see just off his size gives him advantage. Yeah. So, like, he could have the ball and just throw it over the person's head he could see who was back there. You know what I mean? He could do certain things just based off of his size that a smaller guard has to kind of like work harder for, like yeah. get into certain angles to make that type of pass. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's based on his size too, you know, that why he, he was so great because he was a big big guard. When he used to drive, people had to step up. All he had to do was make his fancy pass. You know what I'm saying? And if they didn't know how to get in help side yet, they didn't know. Even if you help, somebody's always open when there's two people on the room. You know what I mean? So he became so good at knowing where to hit the extra person, but he was big like that. You know what I mean? So I'm not taking nothing away from him, but I don't think that that means that Steph isn't capable. I think that Steph is capable of being just a point guard too, but I think that he's so good of a shooter. Yeah. that, like, you know, he, he kind of could just let it fly. It's like, yo, I'm not going to yeah. do this all day. I, I, I think I they both did what was ball. needed of
0: them uh, for their respective teams. Yeah. I think that's that's how they both played the game. With Steffi, needed needs right, to like, score. With Magic, he needed to be the facilitator. Because facilitator, you had right. Kareem and, and Worthy and Cooper and all of these guys out there, so it was more important for him to be the facilitator. But then he would have those nights where, yeah, Magic could put up 35-40 on you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "Yo, who the heck is right. this guy?"
2: Right. 20. I think. I think, like I said, Steph, when he said I'm the better point guard, you made it purely about being a point guard. If Steph has said I'm the better player, yeah, yeah. you could make that argument because yeah. I think Steph's resume shows that overall he has been a better player because yeah. of his ability to score and, like you said, he can still run some offense. It's not yeah, to he say can he run can't run offense. Yeah. yeah,
1: he got, he got, he got that handle that ball on the string. He can Right, he
2: can do all those things. But if you're telling me I need a point guard to get me into the offense, it's tough to pick anybody over Magic. I
1: know. I mean, it just depends on what you want. You know what I mean? Because you think about the game now. It's like, do you want a point guard that's just going to be like, can't knock down the long shot? Or not that Magic couldn't, but I know that's not one of Magic's forte's. He wasn't just pulling up and doing shit like that. He yeah. was getting to the basket, mostly from what I know. Like I said, I didn't watch a lot, but and it's, it's either they either they moved back away from him and was we like, oh, we're going to let you score this game. We don't care. You got 30, or we're going to close in on you and hope you turn it over. And he was just right. making good passes all the time. His players knew where to be, and they was converging on the passes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, he a big guard. It's a six 6'8". Like, what you want to do with him?
0: <laughs> no, because Magic six, did whatever eight. the heck he wanted to do Yeah, 6'8 passer It's
1: like a LeBron James passer
0: The only time Magic didn't do what he wanted to do Was in that scrimmage the Dream Team had And when MJ said it's a new sheriff in town But outside of that, Magic did whatever he wanted to do uh, During his NBA career um, Kyrie Thompson says Is Kyrie Irving and Damian Lillard true point
1: guards? This is the same thing me and Eric was just talking about, you know, it just depends on what you consider true point guards. If you think about like a person that's not supposed to score, basically. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah then they're not true point guards because they scoring. But they all point guards because I think that they have the ability to pass and dictate the outcome of the no. offense. Yes. Yeah, I think that they can do that. Now, if, just because they can also score, that takes away their belief. They do the scoring more, you know what I mean? Because that's what they even better at. <laughs> yeah. But I think that if they were to like be strict about themselves and say, look, I'm only going to do this. Oh yeah, they're going to do that to the T. They're going to do that, I think, to a high in the 10 ability too. You know what I mean? I could yeah. see Lillard little being crafty or Kyrie making it in there and, and doing some crafty passes. If he strictly was told himself. Of course. Him, don't nice. score and he, he if he told himself Kyrie, do not score these two games only d- distribute the ball yeah he's gonna go crazy he's gonna draw three people <laughs> he's gonna nice. start doing you know but it's just that he's one of a scorer and a finisher well, what's the point like what are we gonna do now are we gonna pass it or we gonna we could finish why we pass
0: they, they want to know right, I mean, you consider a- yourself a true point guard
1: I think I'm the same way. Like, I like to score. I, I don't, I, I like to be a point guard and like facilitate and do stuff too. I love it. But if I have a chance to score, or get a hit, or open shot, or create something, I want to do that too. I don't want to be limited either, you know, just to like, cause sometimes, it, it, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's that people, you get overlooked when yeah. you don't do anything but just give it to one person and go to the other side. Or, you know what I'm saying? As far as true point guard type ability, like, you know, like in college, they want to run a play. It's like, okay, pass to the wing. Then you cut through. You go wait in the corner. Yeah. You know. Now I'm. Yeah, but that I mean, I'm, I don't know
2: if that's a true point guard. Yeah, though.
1: that's not a true point guard either. But that's what they talk about facilitating the I, ball. Now, I guess if you
0: if you look at Chris Paul, yeah. Chris Paul he would be considered from right. So right. What they're trying to say, okay, he's like more taking
1: screen and and doing yeah, everything. he's not
0: putting up twenty five thirty a night, but he's running the offense. He's gonna get you ten assists on on any given night. He can score. Right. He's going to get you
2: into the offensive set every yeah. time down the floor.
0: Yes. Right. And control the tempo of the game.
1: Got you. Yeah, well, I, I can do... I love that, too. I I do consider myself a true PG in that sense. But I like to take shots, too. You know, I like get, getting some shots here and there. But I, I'm more of a... I like when my teammates are feeling good. Everybody's feeling good. You know, so I have that true point guard personality in that aspect where, like, I, I pay attention... To who's feeling good or how they feeling. To somebody who I could tell they they don't want to play defense no more because they didn't touch the ball in three plays.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I could tell. I already see. I was like, okay, let me get them the ball. You know what I mean? I won't say nothing, but I know I could tell. It's, they not motivated right now. They not saying anything, but you can tell it. It's like they didn't get the ball in a couple of plays. They need some motivation. So I, like, get them the ball. They want to play. Everybody want to play and a chance to score the basket. You know what I'm saying? No, Who doesn't want to score? Everybody wants to try to score and help. So, Because that's what everybody respects. You know, if people gate shun more light, or you don't see the MVPs or the people that really shine light on everybody with the highest uh, uh, salaries being the person that like has zero points and, and 10 assists. Yeah. Right. You feel me? Like, yo, you can set everybody up, uh, set up the whole game. But what if you don't get assists? What about if all your setups are hockey assists? Yeah. You know what I'm saying you making plays where yeah, y'all winning, y'all get in the bucket, but you doing hockey assist stuff. But you're but still you're that much you're that important though. You know what I'm saying? You're still that important. You should be looked in the MVP category too, because you're the most valuable player, right?
0: Yeah.
1: By doing stuff like that, getting the persons of two people to play that person, now you're making an extra pass and all this and that. You created that, right? But you're not getting no attention, no nothing. You know, nobody's saying good job, nothing. Yeah. So it's like, all right. I know we're players. We shouldn't think about that, but everybody wants to get recognized and shown love for what they do. And it's like a lot of times, being that hockey assist person is not going to get you the bag. It's not going to get you the recognition that it should. You yeah. know, so people have been adding things to their game. That's what I'm saying. Like they're adding things. They trying to score now. They trying to do things that puts them in the books. Like,
0: yeah. Um. Let me let me go to Lene's question.
2: So, just my
1: opinion too, Eric. I'm just, just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I don't know.
2: Nah, of course we value your opinion. That's why, that's why I asked. I wanted yeah. to know, and that's yeah. why,
1: that's why we wanted you to come up.
0: So, uh, before before y'all go, and this is to all of you, the WNBA over the over the years has grown from the late '90s and early 2000s. But today we got social media and the games grown. But what few things can make uh can maybe take the WNBA to the next level? What do you all suggest?
1: Go ahead, you guys can go because I think they want to hear from y'all
0: too. Um, it's it's tough, but I I would say more more. Oh man, I don't I feel bad because I I would say maybe more dunking would 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 help boost a lot because a lot of times those highlight clips of people getting dunked on go viral, so I would say say some of that. Um, I don't oh man. Tough. You want me to go, triple? or yeah, you go good? Ahead, go ahead, go there, you go.
2: All right, so first, I think what Nikki mentioned earlier is true. I think you got to have the, you got to market the stars of your game. Um, and so the same way we see these showcases for the NBA, you know, for the Sunday game, for the Thursday game, they've got to highlight their stars in those marquee matchups. I think the next thing they got to do is that we can't expect the WNBA to have the same athleticism as the NBA, and that's, that's fine. But what you can do is, pace of, of play speed up the game a little bit more make it a little more up tempo make it a little bit more exciting so that it's friendly. um i think those are the two main things that they can do to change the game in a moment and you may i always thought it was a little unfair and and this isn't a knock against the women but it's a little unfair when you put them in the same arena as the men because those, those arenas are meant to hold 40 50 60 000 people and if you're not selling out the same the the energy in the buildings isn't going to be the same Sometimes you may need to go to a smaller venue where you can have a packed house and allow the energy to kind of carry the moment.
1: I'ma jump in there because I agree and I understand the points of what you're saying, but I think that we should live up to the big hype, you know what I mean? Rather than make a smaller place and then us having to go in steps. Cause like yeah, the smaller gotcha. faces pulled out, then we move to the next place. Then it's still gonna be the same amount until we move it up, you know? So I think we, I, I like that, that we're in the big arenas, to be honest. I think some of the things you were saying are exactly what it is, like the certain plays, but also the camera work. It's like, okay, make that angle look better that yeah. it's a girl, you know what I'm saying? Maybe she's jumping higher or something more of the camera work, more of the edits, more of the things to show. Like some people don't watch the game at all. They just watching SPN and then they see the clips or something. Yeah. But if those clips are not there, nobody would be introduced to it. So it's like, show more things happening while y'all showing the men's sports or whatever sport that's going on, tennis or whatever it is. Show the clips, cause these are sports people. All sports people respect sports, you know? So if they they can see something worthy of watching. You know, if it's something, oh, oh wow. Oh, oh! Let me start seeing what this is about, you know. So the clips, all of that matters. How how things are shown, how they broadcasted, how they edited, and I think that can all add into everything. Exactly what you guys said.
0: Facts. I I gotta get to this question because they 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 did dropped it about three times in the comments. Uh, Nikki, what do you know about the legend Teresa Edwards? Uh, the top five ever based on resume and played in five Olympics and won four gold medals.
1: Wow, I don't. I'm not even sure I know who Teresa Edwards is. You see, so that's bad on my part. Do you guys know who that is?
0: Well, we know who it is because the, the, they've been trying to the supporters been trying yeah. to get her to come on the, on the show. Oh,
1: because so, I seen Teresa in the last one, but I thought they meant Teresa Weatherspoon, but they said Teresa Edwards. Okay, yeah. So, so I, we,
0: I, yeah. I'm
1: not. I gotta look it up. You know, I, is that Edwards? Is he she related to Edwards that's in the league right now? I, that that I'm, that I'm sure. not sure of. Yeah. Yet. Oh, because he's cold. That's another guy I like watching play.
0: Yeah, um, Kyrie says, I think more highlights on ESPN will be a start. Mm-hmm. You notice the major talk shows never talk about them. NBA TV shows them. I think that next class with Clark and Angel will help. Yeah.
1: That's what it is. The, yeah. It's social media. Everything that's going i am telling you is just the coverage. The coverage is not out there. You know, how, like now that I know that things are evolving, it's not because of people I see in my neighborhood. It's because I'm watching Instagram and I'm seeing these 13 and 14-year-old girls dunking. And I'm like, oh, we in a good place. You know I'm seeing these teams that are hot they putting up their clips of the girls that are on the hot on the layup line dunking. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we lifting up now, you know? So that's what it is. It's more media coverage as as things continue to go out there digitally and we be able to see it on social media and everywhere. People will get more interested in it and then the fact that those people in particular also have uh, popularity outside the court is going to help a lot. It's like if yes. somebody loves Nikki, right? If somebody loves Nikki. They love me before, I don't know, being an influencer. They love how I have fun and dance. They might say, yo, I'm going to go to Nikki's game. You know, I'm going to Nikki's game tonight. Yeah. Cause I know it's turned up. There's always good people around and and that's what it is. It's like, you want to bring this type of energy following the WNBA.
0: Yeah, no, I um I yeah, I think I th- I think the personalities of the players and also one of the things about like NBA players that we that we also like is their connection to other celebrities too. Like the relationships they have with with rappers and actors and stuff like that. Um honestly, you know, summer in New York City could be a big boost as well because that's where we get all of the, the collab from the, the, the biggest athletes and the biggest celebrities that come together for the, all of the different uh, summer leagues, the diapers, the Rutgers, Hoops in the Sun. Um, I think that would be a big boost as as well. Um, but I do think two of the young ladies that we mentioned earlier, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, I think they're going to help. Um uh-huh. Add to add to that to that um just because their their personalities are so big, I think uh, female ballers like that can definitely help uh, push the, the the culture forward. Um, but it is it is gonna take a, a little bit more time because you know one again they don't the WNBA doesn't get to get that type of promotion. They're not talked about in the media as much as let's say just you know their counterparts in the NBA or just you know other sports in general. The WNBA is not is not talked about that like that until you start really start getting closer to the playoffs. Then you probably get a little bit more uh, WNBA talk. But for the most part, when you watch, if you watch a show like First Take or, or Undisputed, if if you get a small blurb during yeah, during those right. two hour shows about the WNBA, that's a lot, you know. So. Yeah.
1: So I think more of that is happening now, and I think it'll just continue to happen. Like you mentioned, the summer basketball, yeah, like Clash TV and all of these networks that are coming to the games and filming Mm -hmm. is what's helping, you know, even bring basketball out in general, you know, for even the men's. It's like people who are not able to make the game can still see what's going on versus a clip here and there. You know, they get to see the whole game now. And even our games are televised as girls, so it's like now we can even have some more limelight when it comes to streetball with women. And that's the same thing everywhere. It just needs coverage. It needs to be uh, sh- filmed. You got the history has to be televised. You know what I'm saying? It has to be shown right. in order for it to pass down. When,
0: when, the, when the Liberty won the chip this year, that's what's going. Ha- it's going to happen like that when you know when they bring that thing home to New York. You know that's what we're going to do. We're going to be outside <laughs> posting a whole lot, a whole lot of clips. Um, let me throw Hoops Nation comment up. Speaking of women with handles, y'all look up this chick, Tammy Broner. Have y'all nah. heard of her? No, nah, I haven't heard of her either. I gotta, I'm, nah, I'm gonna but look Crystal her.
1: Bellinger also is another one. Stupid handles. Here in New York, one of our New York's own. Different. She was the N1 mixtape. I don't know if you've seen the N1 mixtape. She was the girl that did the like pullback. Uh, anyway, if you guys watch clips and stuff, she was the girl that was in all the clips. The N1 stuff all the way back in the day, the only female. Yeah. like touring with the boys and was lethal. Like they couldn't guard her.
0: Um shout out shout out to Kyrie Thompson. The gang said it's our best show. Nikki is amazing. Um we appreciate that, man. Um yo they they you know that's that's why that's why we had we had to have Nikki come on the show, man. Um, and, and, and we appreciate you definitely because we know Nikki. Nikki was under the weather, but she didn't want to let let y'all down. Yeah, I, so I wanted to be cute for y'all. You know
1: what I'm saying? Had my hair down and a nice outfit, and And now I'm just looking like plain Nikki, but it's alright.
0: <laughs> one more comment I want to get to before I get to the final thought segment. Oh, there we go. Let me let me throw let me throw this one up actually uh, from School greatest uh great show fellas any guests we should be looking forward to uh maybe next week or on the next few Nikki it was a treat you have a blessed night uh love your story thank you so much for that Baller school
1: thank you whoballer school Ooh.
2: absolutely
0: and yes we do have more guests coming up I told y'all we are gonna get Renee Taylor up here at, at some point and there's a few other names that we will be bringing on uh within the next couple of weeks as well um, and, and again for everybody that's that's been going hard for us on Instagram yes we are still trying to get Teresa Edwards and Teresa. Uh, Witherspoon, Witherspoon. Uh, to come yep. back on the show. We have not given up. We still need y'all to put y'all push in too, though. On the Instagram, make sure y'all at them on them posts and tell them, yo, y'all want to see them come on because y'all got some questions that y'all need answers. So we gonna we need our supporters to uh, to to get in the in in the, in the comments on, on our social media platforms and um and put that push in for us as well. Because when they see y'all y'all going hard, that's going gonna make it so that they have to uh you know to to come back onto the show. Um, Nikki can you You want to give us We're going to jump get into the Final thought segment uh, You want to give us Your final thought
1: My final thought Shout out to real fans Real talk I always appreciate You guys having me up here um, I've been with y'all Since day one Or y'all been with me Since day one And it's always love So I appreciate y'all But um, yeah I want to thank everybody Who spent their time To listen in And who had questions And everything like that And my final thought Is just be yourself You know Be yourself And reach for greatness and it sounds uh, simple, but that's all it is, you know. Uh, whoever it is that you believe you could be in life, you could be, and it's it's to nobody else's judgment, nobody else's authority or, or permission, you know. You do what it is that you think, and maybe what you do, it it, it can be the first. You'll be the first of your kind so don't let those things shed you way either you know the impossible is definitely possible so keep pushing keep answering your you know reaching out to god uh talking to him and use those prayers will be answered you know so that's it keep god first and then after that is family after that is you and your mission and you figure that out you be straight there you go.
0: shout out to nikki and shout out to drunk drunk you crazy
2: man uh listen drunk never disappoints every week this is
1: <laughs> definitely bad but drunk i'm looking bad today well i think you meant bad, bad in, good in way a good way. <laughs> way i'm <laughs> looking bad in a bad way not in my he didn't
2: mean it way. that way he didn't mean it that i'm laughing at that comment and then drunk said i'm in contact with cheryl miller for y'all she asking for my real name <laughs> yeah that's Drunk, we appreciate you, bro. Drunk is, <laughs> yeah. is our agent. He's our work,
0: agent. Yeah.
2: He working behind the scenes to elevate the show, man.
0: <laughs> Facts. You got to love it. Uh, Eric, you want to give us a final thought, man?
2: Oh, uh, man, as always, first and foremost, thank you to Nikki. Thank you for, you know, rocking with us. We're going on two hours, you know, but that that's how much the people have enjoyed hearing your story and, and talking basketball with you. So we greatly appreciate you. And we greatly appreciate our supporters, man. Y'all could be anywhere in the world but y'all rocking with us. That's um, nice. And, you know. We we can't thank you guys enough.
0: Facts, Nikki, give him give him your social media handle.
1: Um, it's so at can... Nini N I N I underscore underscore Venus V E N U S.
0: Facts. So y'all stay y'all stay in tune uh, with Nikki. Follow her on Instagram or on social media so y'all can y'all can try to pop out. I, um, my final thought is going to be go see go see Nikki uh, play live and in person. Because you will definitely be in for a show. You will not be disappointed. Um, if, if you haven't already, you need to go see her play live. Um, when she puts up dates of what she's going to do, I mean, we usually repost it anyway, um, but definitely go see her play live. Um, with that being said, though, oh, wait, hold on. We got to make sure y'all following us on all our social media, Instagram, Twitter, at RealFanTalk, Facebook.com forward slash RealFansRealTalk. Um, and subscribe to that YouTube channel if you haven't already, youtube.com forward slash for the productions. Um, if you're not in the New York City area, you can't watch us Thursday nights on Verizon 43 from 8 to 9 p.m. Don't worry, you can still watch us from anywhere in the world. Only thing you have to do is go to realfansrealtalk.com, click that red button on the homepage, and um, you can watch from anywhere in the world. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Sanchez Show and the Real Fans Real Talk Podcast. Both of those are streaming on all major platforms. Uh, Once again, thank you guys so much to all the supporters. We truly appreciate y'all dropping the comments in. Um, If we missed you today, we do apologize, but it's nothing but love. And again, Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you under the weather, but we truly appreciate the love that you always show us. Um, So salute to you. Uh, with that being said, for myself, Tripp Young, my brother, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games, and, of course, the top female baller in New York City, Nikki Avery. We up out of here. We hey. out of here.
1: Peace and love. Yo,
2: this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real, Real Fans. Talk. Live from the hey. Five, Uh-huh.
1: Whoa. This... Real talk, we as real as you thought Uh